two, Drunk Valorant, episode number 41. Um, we've actually got a guest with us this time. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself and give a little bit of background? Uh, so I am, uh, my, my real name is Logan. Uh, I go by Randy. I'm a uh, Valorant assistant coach at the University of Oklahoma, and I'm also an analyst. And uh, technically, by proxy, I'm the head coach of our secondary volu- uh, volunteer team. Wow, it's like almost like we're official. Like this seems like a real guest. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, you have like I a agree. title and shit. Like that's not something that yeah. anybody can say that's been on this podcast so far. No one has a fucking title. So hey, I'm a professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, congratulations! You're the first official <laughs> yeah. guest. Hey, <laughs> let's go! Oh, I'm gonna get a plaque. I'll put it on my wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. drunk Valorant's first well, official we'll guest. Yeah, when we make it someday, we'll we'll send you a plaque. Oh, come on, oh, come absolutely. on! We've made it. <laughs> into gold i mean that's more than we can say for the podcast hard stuck club or uh hard stuck podcast gold yeah Uh, we were hard stuck silver for forever so you know this is new for us i'm about to change that podcast description except you know cast might be back down in silver imminently so he can keep that description i'm higher ranked than you Uh, (laughs) i doubt it Cass, we'll do some bug review. Sorry. Right. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, um, I will say, uh, Randy, would you like to share um, what uh, your rank is? What your rank is typically, and also what agents you prefer to play when you're playing Val rather than coaching? So right now, I'm at my peak rank. I'm plat two. Uh, seems a little low for Very a coach. Cool. Uh, at the start of this act, uh, I was silver one, so I've, I've hit some strides and. Uh, Normally, uh, normally I'm Phil. Uh, I really don't play Duelist except Phoenix, and they kind of killed Phoenix for about two years. So mostly I run Smokes. Uh, Brimstone is like one of my higher picked uh, agents, and he's—I think he has my highest win rate this act. And then I also just had to abuse Chamber, so I have like a hundred games this act with a Chamber. So it's a mix. Fair. When you say abuse Chamber, you're talking about that because he's so good. He's got yeah, to take yeah. advantage of that. Yeah. yeah. I went from silver one to I think I literally only playing chamber. I went from silver one to gold one, and wow. it's yeah. I mean it's it's free wins, especially with his alt. Like if you're in a one v three and you just pop his alt, like you're going to win the round as long as you can hit people in the chest. Fuck it, it sucks. That it's so, so Randy, I wish what, that was true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Randy, what I'm thinking is if you went from silver one to gold one with just playing chamber, that's you know, three ranks. That means uh, Cass's actual rank is uh, silver two. Once you subtract the the three free ranks from Chamber. <laughs> Oof. Ooh. Yeah. Oof. Wait, Cass, you're you're gold two. Yeah. Then fuck you. We're the same rank. Yeah, yeah I, got, I got more. I got more numbers than you do. Yeah. I, what? Do you? I had like seventy eight earlier today. I, I looked. I looked at him the other day. How many? Well, you I only have seventy eight last night. I had more numbers. You say only 78 wins? Oh, no, that's like 40. <laughs> oh, I think I'm sitting at 134. Oh, Jesus Christ. So oh. my, uh, my, my, uh, Attacked? yeah, ju- Man, just wins. Hold up, let me, let me pull my tracker up real quick, uh, and tell you, like, the percentages I'm at or whatever. Not the flex, because I'm, I'm terrible, but. Well, honestly, like, you have to grind a lot. You obviously have been grinding. Yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah, so... so I came on to the program uh originally as a call of duty coach when i transferred and i don't know if you guys know much about the cod scene but it's kind of dead right now and the game is just kind of eh. 
And I never really kind of played con competitively, so I hit up our uh, our head Valorant coach, who's also the head of esports, and our head Val- our Overwatch coach, <clears throat> his name's Thumper. Sorry, oh man. Uh, hit him up about coming on as an analyst, and it turned into an assistant coach slash analyst role, and then it turned into coaching our second team. And so, from, kind of from that point, I was about early. It was probably the second week of July. I was like. Just gonna take this as a job. So I, I woke up, I hit aim labs, which is kind of cringe, and then I'd go into ranked games and I just worked on worked on fundamentals and getting better. That's cool. And I think my my mindset for this this uh, this act was, I may lose eighty to hundred games, but I'm gonna win hundred and twenty at least. And for the most part, I stuck Ooh. to it. I'm at I'm at two hundred and eighty matches this act, one hundred thirty eight wins, one hundred forty two losses. So not great. But I'm top 1.5 percent for wins. Obviously, that's going up. Right? Yeah, yeah. I still got. He, there was some days. idiot on this podcast who made a bet about himself reaching a certain rank after a certain character got buffed, <laughs> and, and that certain character is Yoru. And one thing that person learned from that experience is that you know sometimes when you're getting close to the end of that bet, there can be a lot of pressure of like, oh no, I'm not going to make it. Um, so like I was just I was just appreciating what you were saying that that seems like a very healthy mindset of like you know what it's fine to take some losses here I'm just improving and trying to get those wins because you know oh. people get really stressed about losing oh um, yeah at one point I think it, my bad at one point I think I lost nine games in a row and my mindset was just like we go next like just keep grinding like you have mm-hmm. to play to go up so I was just like I'm gonna lose games but what else am I gonna play like Counter Strike which I never really played to begin with and I was like. Just gonna keep playing Valorant. There you go. Hey, fuck! Before we get too far into this, we got some business to take care of. Yeah. I've been waiting on it. I want to know what you guys are drinking. Real quick, Hunter. What we oh, determined yeah, sure. is when you made that bet, you should have made that bet about Chamber. What? Why is that? Why did we determine that? Because you get three. Oh, three oh, oh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Because I, I beat Gold One, so that's true. Yes. If only I would have played Chamber instead. Yeah, you get mm. your free free ranks, and then you can grind the other ones. Yeah, see, but... it was supposed to be a Yoru only Instalock challenge, but what I needed to do is just do a little bit of Chamber to get there, and then just play a game or two of Yoru, and hope you guys don't look too far through my career. <laughs> just set your profile to private. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Be one of those you guys, guys on Valorant. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Well, yeah, so you're right. We do have business to take care of. I was so, yeah, like, yeah. engrossed, I forgot. Um. Yeah. Chase, I know you're stepping on a large, very large, very phallic-looking thing over there. You want to take us into yeah, what I mean, it is? This very large, very phallic-looking thing is a uh, large bottle of beer. Um, one of those. How is that phallic-looking? That's literally a beer bottle. I mean, a beer bo- bottle's kind of phallic. I mean, phallic. Yeah, I mean, it's long and skinny-ish. <laughs> I, I don't know. Anyway, it's a uh, Persephone <laughs> brewing. Um, or if you're Cass, uh, Persephone Brewing, um, Blackberry oh, no. Tart Saison. And uh, it's pretty fucking good. I was worried because, you know, you buy a beer of this size. It's like a 650 ml bottle. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, this was kind of expensive and it's a lot of beer. If I don't like it, that's a waste. Much like somebody yeah. on the podcast last week. Um, or two <laughs> weeks ago or something like that. I don't know. Um but yeah, no, it's really fucking good. So I'm I'm stoked on that. There you have it. That that sounds good. I was trying to think of what a saison is because I know I've heard the term before. Do it's you, like you... a pretty sour oh. ale. 
Like it's just okay, a, okay. a type of beer specifically. I couldn't tell you much about it, but it works as like a sour ale. Interesting. So so fruity and sour, probably. Yeah, yeah, in very fruity and, and tart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I am rocking a beer that has been a very pleasant surprise because I wasn't sure what I would think of it. And there's a good story to go with it too. This is the Crab Nebula by Crooked Crab Brewing Co. Um, it is a oat beer. Malted and flaked oats make up uh, 55% of the grist with Pilsner and a touch of lactose for sweetness. Hopped ex- excessively with Galaxy, Mosaic, and Rakow. Flavors of stone fruit, passion fruit, and citrus with a semi-sweet finish and full body. So there's a lot going on in this one, but like, I don't know, it just has a really nice mouthfeel. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say that I would have noticed it was oats if I hadn't read the, the, uh, back, but I really like it. Does it taste like oat milk? <laughs> yeah. It says at the bottom, oat cream IPA. Interesting. <laughs> they milk Interesting. those oats. That sounds like something words. I would immediately pass over at the store. Yeah, but if you're saying it's good, like, you know, maybe I. Yeah, that's, I, I'm with you there, Chase. I picked it up because it has like a, a cool you know, cool can that says Crab Nebula, and yeah, I hadn't heard Nian of Cat? Crab Brewing. No, it, it looks like it. Here, I'll let you it have a It looks like look. Nyan like Cat a... on, the, uh, on the thing, but it's actually just a truck flying through space. Oh, yeah, and it, it, and it, in the front of the truck is a uh, a crab driving oh. the truck. So Crab okay, Nebula. So the, the really funny thing about this, and I will post a picture of this in the beer channel so that you guys will see it. You listeners will see it when it goes live. But the uh, the brewery is called Crooked Crab Brewery, go right. So today, when I was taking the the four pack out of the plastic thing, I go ahead and drop one on the floor by accident from like chest height. You have a problem. And if, you, I know, you right? My first, was, two weeks I know in a row. my first thought was like, you know, the, it wasn't my fault last time. This time, I'm going to mess it up. And so um, it turns out it just dented the bottom. You can see this is the empty can. So the bottom got thoroughly uh, bent. And so as a result, like, when I set it on a table, it was like the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Like, it would stand up fine, but it was at an angle. And I was like, this looks like I faked it. Like, my first beer from Crooked Crab Brewing Co. is a beer that literally sits at an angle. It is crooked, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so that's what I had earlier today and what I'm still having now. So, yeah, pretty great. Nice, nice. Cass, what are you drinking? Um, I've got an Andina Brewing Sour. It's a... Uh... Passion fruit, orange guava sour. Um, it's not bad. It's just not as full as I would have liked. Mm. I like my sours to be a bit, you know, on the thicker end. And this one's just kind of like crisp and light, which is fine. Just not my favorite. I mean, you could say that with you with normal beers as well, right? Like you don't like a Pilsner or a Lager, which would be crisp yeah. and light, but you like right. a, a heavy, hazy is a uh, is cast the resident Bud Light hater? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. yes. Very much so. The Kristen hey, Light Bud Light. Yeah. Hey. Don't don't hate too much on this guy. He knows what he likes. I can <laughs> I cannot argue with Bud Light hate. Allegedly. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Like it honestly all things considered, like I feel like it's a pretty good beer. I mean, like it's good, it's just not as up my alley as I was hoping it was going to be when I read, like, the passion fruit and the guava and then the orange and whatnot. So, eh, that's fine. Slightly because, disappointing, but that's, like, it's still a good beer. Because I feel like we have similar tastes where we like beers that punch us in the tongue a little bit more. And 
I feel like it, the worst experience is when you first taste it, and there's that little bit of letdown of, oh, you know, my tongue is feeling decidedly unpunched. But then, like, <laughs> after that, I feel like you can get used to it and be like, oh, this is nice and refreshing once your expectations have been lowered. You know what I'm saying? No. Maybe. No, not with Cass. Not with Cass? That's, no. that's my experience. No, he gets well, an okay. idea in his head and it's sticking. <laughs> Partially, yes. But the other thing I feel like is if, like, like the, the saving grace of those, like, the light, crisp ears is they're crushable. Like, you can pound mm. them. Yeah. You would you would struggle to pound this. I feel like I enjoy a light crisp beer even if I'm not pounding it though. Yeah, but I like guess if it's just like just hot me. and yeah. you're like, hey, I want something refreshing. Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's a difference between summer beers and you know winter beers. Like, yeah. So I, I'm I'm Irish, so I'm a big fan of Guinness. Uh, and uh, when I when when I'm in places that I can have it, you know, since I'm not technically of age. Uh, so not get of age in the U.S. So other not, a, right, not right. of age in the U.S. Yeah. So when, yeah. when I'm in other places, big fan of Guinness during the winter. But if if it's hot and I'm outside leisure being leisurely, like it just doesn't work. Like that that's a recipe for disaster. Great a great summer beer is Michelob though. Uh, I think my my dad likes it. I haven't had it too much, obviously, because age limits. Yep. But uh, it's a sleeper beer for good. sure. Michelob Ultra yeah. is like a sleeper beer. It. Talk yeah. about crisp and refreshing. Yeah, I think we talked about, about nowhere, before, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. But I got a couple of them from uh, from work from one of the tournaments because they like sponsored some stuff at the golf course. So I came home with a couple of them, and all things considered, it was not bad. Like it, it's right up in the category of oh, I'm not going to like this, but like it was fine, hmm. and it's low on calories, so I don't have to worry about gaining like five fucking pounds of damn beer. Well, you do that every other day when you don't have free beer from work, so. That is true. I mean, I'm saying, I'm not saying that I don't do the same thing. I probably gained seven pounds a day, so. (laughs) Drinking a Guinness is like eating like a Subway sandwich and then having another. It's it's a ridiculous amount of carbs. Mm -hmm. It's just a dark beer. Yeah. All right, Randy, I know, I know it's a bit of a mix between business and pleasure for you, but what do you got in hand tonight? I, uh have in hand a beautiful red diamond tea, uh, sweet tea, of course, because uh, I'm from the luxurious South. It's all right. It's not, it's not, it's not my favorite sweet tea. My mom usually makes like homemade sweet tea and it's like, it's up there. Like, uh, like, you know, core memories, like, you know, growing up, like doing oh, stuff yeah. with your parents, like having her sweet tea is a core memory. So, and I mean, I, I can't, I can't, nothing can compare, but it's all right. It's probably like a B tier sweet tea. Shit, you know, that's something I love about the South is that you have, like, fucking ranks for tea. That's just oh, yeah. something I would never even think about. I'm like, unless oh, you're yeah. British or from the southern U.S., nobody gives a shit about tea. And you're just like, you know, this sweet tea is, you know, subpar. I've had, like, 40 better ones in my life. But I'm like, yeah, I've had, yeah. like, a sweet tea at McDonald's. I, I don't know. McDonald's sweet tea ain't bad. <laughs> yeah, and it costs a dollar. Exactly. At least it used to pre-inflation. Who knows what it's Ooh. at right now? Uh, I think it still might be, for the for the simple reason that they were making such an insane profit margin on those no, drinks that they probably could just afford to just have a slight bit less. <laughs> there, there's McDonald's sweet tea, and then there's McDonald's Sprite, and it just hits different. Yeah, I had a McDonald's mm. Sprite today, actually. 
It was fucking good. I went to the McDonald's just because I was thirsty and I got a Sprite. Wow. Did you, did you feel energized? Uh, very, yeah. I mean... Yeah, in addition to this being a particularly official podcast because of having an official guest, this is also our first sponsored segment. Thanks to McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go there to get a tasty Sprite. <laughs> Yo, no one's going to believe us when we actually get a sponsor for this podcast, if that is ever going to happen. But they're just going to be like, nah, they're just fucking around again. It's not actually like, manscaped. Like, what? Uh, <laughs> did you actually go to McDonald's to get Sprite? I feel like there's some bullshittery going around here. No, I actually went to McDonald's. I was driving to my house today and I was like, shit, I'm thirsty as fuck. And I stopped at McDonald's and got a Sprite. Like, why Why a Sprite? Like, like, are we talking about the regular drink that I'm thinking of here? Is there well, no, it's, McDo- it's McDonald's Sprite. It's different. It's McDonald's Sprite. If you spill McDonald's Sprite on your mouse, the charge is going to be, like, at 1,000, and you're guaranteed to have, like, aimbot. Like, McDonald's actually know, like, confirmed that the ratio is different from the syrup to water. Yeah, it's yeah, different. Cass, what I heard is that they, they, more than other places, try to account for, like, ice melting if you're going to be taking your drink to go or it's drive through. So they deliberately put more syrup than like you're supposed to, for that Wait, reason. So it's like, like a Cass. sweeter, stronger Sprite. Yeah. Interesting. Cass, are you telling me you haven't seen the the Sprite McDonald's Sprite memes? It's like a gigantic no, thing. Oh, you're I crazy, no idea, bro! Like, yeah. McDonald's Sprite was like no, it's like a thing. In its own category. Yeah, yeah. that's oh, like it a, is. It is. When, yeah. Yeah. When people say McDonald's Sprite, do they actually mean like a different type of Sprite? Mm-hmm. It's like Baja Blast from uh, fucking Taco Bell. Yeah, except yeah. that stuff. Okay, cancel me if you want. Hot take: I don't think Baja Blast is like amazing. It's good. It's good. Oh, dude, I, I feel like it's a Baja very... Blast. <laughs> I'll, I'll I, feel like, I, feel like I haven't had one. I've never had a Baja Blast. I feel like if Baja Blast was available at McDonald's as well as Taco Bell, there would be no hype for it whatsoever. It can't stand on its own. It's the fact that it's exclusive that elevates yeah, yeah, yeah. it, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a Mountain Dew flavor cast. Oh, yeah. That's exclusive. Okay. Well, it being exclusive to Taco Bell, so I've never had it. Exactly. I've never yeah. Been to a Taco Bell. Uh, you're just missing out. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, bro. Though... Ta- Taco yeah. Bell's not it. It's just I feel disappointed and kind of gross after I eat Taco Bell. Yeah, y'all are just wrong. You just gotta not eat the meat. That, that's where you're going wrong with Taco Bell. You gotta. What the fuck is the point of going out for fast <laughs> yeah. food? You, you don't eat I the want meat. Shitty quality meat. That's why I go out and get. Well, no, that's why you don't get Taco Bell is because it's the worst quality meat, and also I'm vegetarian, so I never had the chance to eat the meat. But uh, Taco Bell is incredible because you can sub the meat from any single item on their menu for black beans and make everything vegetarian. Yeah, I will say, delicious. Chase, I really like their. I, you don't even have to like manually swap it. Um, they have a vegetarian. I mean, you probably know this, but the vegetarian Crunchwrap Supreme. Really good. Yeah, before they came I out with the say. vegetarian menu, you you had to like ask for it to be swapped, but then they just mm-hmm. came out with a veggie menu to make things easier, which is really nice. Yep. Oh yeah. I don't know. Randy's over there, like not not liking black beans for some reason. Nah, bro. Like doesn't like black dude, beans. I don't like. I just don't like beans. Like it's just mm. it's just not for me. That's a hot. That, that's probably the hottest. That take is a hot take for sure. Beans are such a like bland. Kind of relate to that. It's not for me, like... Such a nothing I, I don't item. like beans um, if you, t- if you like, if they're a central focus. I feel like if they're in something from Taco Bell with tons of salt and cheese, 
Like they just kind of add some like substance and you don't really taste them. I don't really like tasting black beans except, except in rare cases. If they're just part of the, you know, tossed in the soup, then I'm good with them. Okay. This is becoming like the drunk food podcast, but I gotta, I gotta ask you're from the South. Do you not like chili? Oh, I love chili, but I'm just, I eat around the beans. I mean, whoa, that's wild. That's, that's wild. That's because, big. I just eat around the beans, bro. Because chili is like 30% beans. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah I, feel like, I feel like chili <laughs> is like, actually, from my experience, it's more like 37.2. I would know <laughs> since I am counting around them. <laughs> you yeah, counted yeah. how many beans versus carrots and celery and mm-hmm. beef. Bits. There's. Let me tell you, there's nothing, there's not a worse feeling in the world than when you take a, what you think to be a safe bite of chili, and there's a bean that you missed, and you just, like, bite down, and it just, oh my ugh, God. it's disgusting. You gotta, you, gotta, you gotta throw the whole bowl away, really. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm over here putting, like, five different kinds of beans in my chili. <laughs> That's that, funny. Ugh. Anyway, oh. Valorant. Yeah. Ugh. Don't even right. get me started. Well, Soapbox? Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, Randy, as a resident guest, you get to uh, decide what we're talking about here. What's your um, what's the little soapbox you're going to climb onto and preach about something? I guess I can, if you guys uh, don't mind, I can kind of go on a little bit of a tangent about college esports because Hunter, yeah. you were telling me that you didn't even know it like existed for the most part, or... Yeah, I mean, I was, my mind was blown when you told me that there are scholarships for college esports. Like, I knew that, like, you know, some there were some clubs and stuff where people would be like, oh, yeah, let's get together. I had no idea how big it was till you told me, so yeah. Yeah, so, uh, it's it's almost like college football or basketball or baseball. I mean, we we recruit, we, we actually go to, like, National Signing Day, so, uh, at least in my experience with OU, uh, we had we signed some guys to come play Overwatch from, uh, I believe was Mustang, which uh, is out of Oklahoma. It's by it's by the school. It's not too far, and we actually got to go with him, go to the school, and then on stage he signed like his little paper, and he signed there, and they made a big deal about it. So wow. it's 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 getting to the point where we're we're kind of legit. It's not quite at the point where you can turn your TV on and hey, it's. Hey, that's the University of Texas's Valorant team. It's not quite there yet, because um, we're just the thing with collegiate esports is a lot of a lot of schools are hesitant almost to get in, and it kind of seems like everybody's in a mood to hurry up and wait on somebody else to do it. I think you said it the other day. Everybody wants to be second. That's kind of where we're at. It's kind of a weird place. I mean, I think it's crazy that there's even the infrastructure that there is right now. I mean, obviously growing up, I feel like none of us would have thought like, hey, I could go to college and play video games. Um, I mean, growing up, I didn't play any video games, so it was definitely not in my books and nor would it be now because I'm nowhere near good enough. But I think it's crazy that that's even uh, in the realm of thought, but I think it's great. It's obviously like it's, it's cool to have that whole system in place and can develop like you're starting to develop like a whole system from, you know, uh, amateur to college to pro as with any other sport it's it's really cool to see and it's it's kind of weird how it all started kind of for me so back in back in my senior year of high school i was really into rainbow six siege and i i played it i played it on console so it's not like i played it that heavily because everything's on pc but 
I played it, switched to PC towards the end, and a guy on Reddit was like, hey, we're looking for people to try out for our scholarship team. And it was a school out of Kansas, and I tried out, and it was still not going to be enough to, like, to go and, like, make it financially, like, uh, justifiable. So I started looking for local schools, and I ended up at the University of Central Oklahoma with plans to make a siege team, and then it just kind of fell apart. Well, then uh, one of my players, who one of the guys who ended up being one of my players, messaged me about starting a COD team. So I was I put on the put on the players hat for a bit. We played one tournament. We got swept. Uh, then it was like, all right, maybe maybe I step back into coaching. I coached the COD team there, and I say coach very loosely because I was more of a more of an athletic director. Kind of handled the like I'd set up scrims and make sure we got where we needed to go. And uh did that last year. That was pretty fun. We ended up getting top 24 in the CCL, which is the top collegiate tournament for COD. Uh, after that, not, not to go on a tangent, but after that, uh, or towards the end, I kind of decided to transfer to OU. And like I said earlier, just hit up hit up the coach. And I told him kind of what I was passionate about. And we had a, co- uh, a, a talk and brought me on. That's really cool. Yeah, it's... Yeah, really it's 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 funny how kind of big it really is, and I, I think where colleges kind of are really looking to expand is recruitment, because they they obviously they don't get paid unless people come to their schools. So I think they see it that way, and I think that's really what's going to make the big upkeep or uh, uptick is when people or when schools realize that, hey, we if we have a Dota two team, people are going to want to come to our school to play Dota or Valorant or insert game, you know. So I think that's kind of what everybody's waiting on is somebody to do it successfully, and then everybody's going to jump in. All right, because, like, yeah. you definitely hear about people being like, oh, like, I want to go to so-and-so, or I want to go to this school because, like, it seems like they've got a really good football program. And even yeah. if I don't play football myself, like, you know, I'd love to go watch all the games and, like, see the team play, see them do well. Um, yeah, it, like, creates this whole, like, atmosphere of, like, the college that you're going to or the university. Yeah. So it's yeah. going to be interesting to see if like, if there's any game that could potentially get to that level. I think right yeah. now, the big one is not to cut you off, but is yeah, you're good, probably, you're good. probably overwatch. Overwatch is gigantic when it comes to every other game that I've, I've personally been a part of. Obviously it, it's going, I'm going into my first year with Valorant and I'm sure that'll be, that'll change with riot actually having their own league. Uh, for for college, mm-hmm. but Overwatch it's it's huge. If you go you go any school and at least at least in Oklahoma, uh, and I'm sure you go to Texas anywhere around, they're gonna have an Overwatch team. That's crazy. I, mean, I had no idea. Yeah, Hunter, were you gonna say something? I have a point to bring up as well, but you're you're about to launch into something. It seemed. Dang it! What were you just saying, Cass? It was related to what you were saying. It just like I don't know. I was just saying that like I I think it'll be interesting to see if like a game can get to the point where they actually start like yeah or when people start Thank deciding you. they want to go to that school because of the fact that they've got a team yeah and yeah what I was gonna say to piggyback off of that is that it doesn't even have to get as uh, as big as football which you know in America is the most popular college sport that like I have some buddies who went to one particular school because they had a really good like competitive swim uh, swimming program. And, you know, competitive swimming is something that not nearly as many people are into as 
football, at least watching it. I don't know what the numbers are for people who do it in college, but I'd imagine it's also less. But, you know, that still sets you above in one aspect. So, you know, like Randy was saying, you know, once one college shows that, oh, oh, we can get all the, the sweaty gamer nerds to come to our <laughs> school. Then the other ones will be like, oh, I mean, yeah. a, a button, a seat, a button, for a seat for, for a university, right? They oh, yeah. just care about the amount of people going. The The question I have is like, I don't know, your, your buddies that went for that competitive swim program, are they swimmers and were they on the team? Right. Yeah, like, yes. Yes. To both of those. We, we yeah. have to, I, I think that you need to get it to a point where it's worth it for a college to invest in esports If you can get people who are not actively on the teams to come to your school because of it, because otherwise you're just spending money for no reason in their eyes. Right. So you need yeah. to somehow improve your program enough that you're attracting people to come, even if they're not going to be on the team for that well reason, i mean right? having this swimming program doesn't really bring any in anyone who's not interested in swimming but just yeah, bringing see, in I'd, those people helps yeah it maybe yeah, it the brings in future people but aren't you also giving them scholarships i guess i don't understand the monetary okay uh, I, I okay okay i, I think the thing this. here is there's a bunch of sports Good. in which like for example like i i applied to university of michigan right and i was going to try out to try and walk onto the hockey team but the hockey team has Minimum 19 players, definitely more. Um, a Valorant team has five, right? And yeah. so, like, like I don't, I don't even know how many people are on a football team. What's it like, 40? Uh, yeah. Okay, so like, it basically, they're not. I, I like for those sports and stuff like that. They're not giving everybody a scholarship. They're giving certain people scholarships to come and play for the team, and then. They get some people who are interested because, like, oh, they've got a really good football team. Like, I like playing football, but I didn't get recruited. Maybe I can go. I'll show up to tryouts. And if I do really well, I can maybe get a spot on the team. But with a five-man roster in Valorant, that's almost not possible. So, Well, Cass, I think you're you're missing one very key point of college sports, which is that you know, there's constant turnover due to people graduating. So like, you know, if you, if you show up, obviously you still have to be a certain level of good, but that's true for any sport. But like, if you show up and aren't immediately on the starting roster, but like you're continuing to gain skill. And then once someone graduates, you'll get, you'll get to take their spot as a junior or senior. Like that's enough to then have your chance to shine and then get looked at for pro, which I assume is the ultimate goal for a lot of these top level players. The beauty of esports is that, and not even, not even really esports, the beauty of just gaming in general is that there's a billion different games. So the way yeah. we have it set up, at least at, a, at U of O, is that to be a part of the esports program, you have to be in our gaming club. So we have, we have it split, and we have it into the intercollegiate esports stuff, and then we have our club. So if you play games like Minecraft or Terraria or... Even Valorant, but you don't want to play competitively, you have chances to be a part of the program in a in a non competitive way and still have access to competitive you know paths. We also have like so basically we're all complete we're mostly completely separate from the university except in name. We have our own production, we have our own leadership, marketing, all that, and. I don't know the exact percentage, but I'd be willing to bet that 80 to 90% of it is all student-led. And uh, wow. 
every like leader, uh, every pillar leader is either a paid employee or they're on scholarship. And if you're a part, say, I don't know, cast, you want to come to you, Oklahoma and you want to be a caster, there are scholarships available for that. And, or if you just want to be a journalist and you want to write about what the club or the competitive side's doing, you can come and there are scholarships available for that. I mean, that's pretty cool. That's wild. I, I think that that brings up something that esports has an advantage in to, I think, a lot of other traditional sports, especially team ones, um, which is you can have a large audience of players that aren't competitive, that just play casually. Whereas, mm -hmm. like, if you're a football player, you pretty much play football competitively. You don't really play recreational football. Yeah. Right? Like, you can, ha you can have, like, intramural leagues and stuff, but really like that that's a separate thing but you could have a ton of people who are just really in love with valorant go to this school just because they have like a really cool esports club and you know they yeah. have a good team you can watch the team etc right but i think that and, just a little bit more than other traditional sports like esports has that advantage and I th yeah, that's I a good point that's the beauty of it is it's it's so inclusive that Anybody, like it doesn't. It doesn't matter who you are. You can be a part of the club in some way, shape, or form. And we're very open to anybody and everybody. It's it's really great. Uh, our director, his name is Mike. Uh, he goes by Mook. I I gotta say, he he is the Elon Musk of the collegiate esports world, in my opinion. He wow. He's the guy that I I can see after we get our stuff rolling and we get to the level that he wants us to be at. Somebody could throw him a million dollar bag to come build them their program. I I can see him at that level. He like he's he knows what he's doing and he's really taking the time to put in the groundwork to say no, this isn't just for competition. That won't work. We can't survive without the club side, and the club side can't survive without the competitive side. Yeah, I mean, it seems like obviously he's done a good job there. It's developed a lot more than other universities that I've heard of, to the point where you're saying there's opportunities for people who want to cast like that's even more peripheral than the actual gaming side of it. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, a question that I had that you kind of led into uh, a couple of minutes ago was how many different esports there are. And do you think that that's too many? Like, do you think that there's a problem that there are too many different esports that people are into? And so it's hard to focus and develop a community around one thing you have to kind of spread out. It, it can be, um, it just depends, you know. So if every, like I said, mostly everything is student led. So first off, to get a title into into a scholarship level team, there has to be enough people interested in playing it at that level. Uh, so basically, I, I'm starting a team and we're gonna play Minecraft, right? And say we need three people. Well, I need I need at least three people, and we're gonna go compete, and we're gonna be a club team at first. We're not just gonna be elevated to scholarship status. And after that, uh, we go through that year. We do really well. Next year, and we have six people that want to play. We can have two teams. And maybe at that point, they decide to elevate us to a scholarship level. Maybe not. It just depends because it needs so many people to be engaged with it. And if we only have three people and we're all going to graduate, they're not going to invest in that, if that makes sense. So it just depends. The, the big ones we have on scholarship right now are Overwatch, Valorant, Oh, I'm going to out myself right here. League? There's a fourth that I cannot remember. And maybe Smash. Uh, Super Smash Bros. I think is our fourth. That but we also sense. have... Yeah, we also have COD. 
Uh, we have Kyle, we have an iRacing team. A guy showed up this year and wanted to uh, do iRacing. And uh, I think we have a couple others that I... There's, uh, we have Siege as well. They're not scholarship, though, I don't believe. They might be. I'm really outing myself right now. <laughs> I mean, iRacing is fucking huge, especially in Europe, so... Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I think it'll it'll grow more specifically in, in the U.S. now that uh, motorsports is getting a bit more popularity with Formula One in, uh, in the U.S. So I, I can see that growing heavily in the next couple of years, but... Um, I'm surprised you didn't list CS in in those. We do we do have Counter Strike at that's one I forgot to bring up. We have, we have Counter Strike. They're not a scholarship team. They're mostly a club team, just because the turnover rate's really high, from what I understand. Uh, I really I really don't know a ton about it, just because I I've only been here for so long. Um, but it just seem it just seems like Valorant's kind of taking over, at least in the U.S. Obviously in Europe, CS is still the top tier first person shooter, and nothing will ever touch it. But in in America, where we can actually be competitive in tier one, we're all on Valorant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're gonna say something, Chase? You yeah. Like you I mean, I, I was just trying to fill fucking time. No, nobody else yeah. is trying to pop it in. Cass is over here yawning. Like I don't know. Ready. He's ready to fucking go to bed. I don't know what's going on there. I'm, I'm pretty tired here. Yeah, down but, that uh, fucking beer. Crack another one. Let's get on with it. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. Okay. I mean, because I have so many questions, but I just didn't want to t- take hey, up like all no, the time. You're, no, go ahead. Yeah, you're you're if you guys want to move on, the patch notes leaked for next update. So if you guys want to talk about oh, that, really? I mean, I do want to talk about that, but I honestly have so many more questions about your your keep going. Shit, so yeah, keep oh, yeah, going, yeah. man. Okay. I mean, I have no idea what the fucking means to be a coach. So I, I mean, I hear people being like, "Oh yeah, you got you got this coach for a pro team." And I'm like, okay, like they come up with strats, they hit the red button to call a timeout. But like, what does that mean on your side of actually coaching a college team? So on my on my side, a lot of it is since it's my first year in Valorant. Yes, I've played ranked and I've played things like that, but I'm still learning how to play top tier Valorant. So a lot of it is me and our head coach will get together and we'll break down a map and we'll say, well, this is what we want to do and this is how we're going to do it. And you'll come up with a couple plays here and there, and you'll come up with the defaults and team comps that you want to do. That's kind of the more chess player side of it. And the real kind of, a lot of it is, at least for me, is watching them play and then um, seeing what they're doing wrong and giving feedback. So it's almost like a VOD review, but we're doing it during scrims or we're doing it after scrims with an actual VOD. And then on top of that, I'm also keeping analytics for both teams. So uh, I'm not going to get into too much of it, but, you know, just basic stuff like kills, deaths, stuff like that. Stuff where you can look at it and say, oh, well, we look like we're overpeaking on Ascent and we need to change this. Or on Icebox, we're not being aggressive enough. And it just gives you a little bit of insights and you can kind of coach your players up into that and during the games and you can come to them one-on-one and stuff like that. So how much, as far as, like, team comps and defaults and stuff like that go for Valorant, how much input do, like, the players on the team have? So we we gave them the foundation, right? We give them, basically, this is what we want you to achieve, but all of our players have, like, they have the final say, because they're in the moment, they're in the moment, they know what they heard, or they, they you know what I'm saying, they, it's all on them to go and play. 
So if, if they think they hear someone market, but our set play is the push market and they don't want to push in the market and there's nobody there, it's not on us to judge that. And it's mostly just to correct that uh, through VOD and stuff like that to make them more comfortable doing certain things. It's so like, really useful to be able to analyze yeah. that. Yeah. It, for the most part, our players get final say in the moment. Whereas if it's pre-match and they want to change something up, we'll talk about it. And if it, at least if it's a good idea and it's not like game five of the college Valorant championship, uh, for the most part, we'll, we'll talk about making that change. Then if we, if we think it's good, we'll make the change. If we don't, then we'll stick with our comp and we'll try and work out the kinks. Did you have like a lot of set plays then that you're coming up with and, and leading this te- team into? Is that like, uh, yes and no. Uh, I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't want to get too much into like, specific strats, but it, it just depends. Certain maps are going to be really basic, and you can kind of just default them. And then other maps, such as like Fracture, uh, you need to kind of come up with a couple plays for a different, uh, different types of situations. So it just depends, and it also depends on your players. If you, if you're not a scholarship level player, and you know you're also taking a full course load. You kind of got to keep things basic just so that your player's mental doesn't explode. So it, it just kind of depends on, on the team and then uh, also, like I said, the map. And what kind of what kind of level? Like, we're, we're going to be honest here. What kind of level are these players at for a college-level Valorant? Like, what's their fucking oh. rank? So for our top team, the minimum is at least Immortal. So you have to be literally top 1% to play on our top scholarship level team. And then our secondary team, which is supposed to be our, uh, like our farm team for baseball guys, uh, to train them up to go to the top team is minimum plat one. But I want to say they're all above that. Uh, I can't speak specifically because like off the top of my head, we're still working on our roster, but everybody's pretty much above plat for our secondary team. Okay. So you're not, uh, getting, you're not getting like a bronze player coming in. Like let's wreck house and, and then, uh, oh, yeah. being like, Oh I'm... shit. <laughs> It, unfortunately not. I know I it sucks because that's like 70% of the player base is like silver and under, but it's, it's, it literally is quite, it's literally a different game. Like you go to a silver lobby and you go to an immortal lobby. I used to always say it back when I was bronze is I'm not playing Valorant. I'm playing bronze. It's, it's a very <laughs> different conceptualized game. Yeah. That must be interesting, especially like when you're coaching and you're seeing a lot of like this high end game, does that ever piss you off when you're playing your own games in like silver, gold, plat, where you're like, this is not how any of this should have happened? <laughs> yes, it's it's funny. it's funny, especially when you have so much like not really power, but you have the ability to big brain and chess play some of the strats for your higher level team, and then you get a ranked, and all you get is arena that W keys and doesn't know how to left click. It it's one of the worst feelings in the world. Mm. Oh, the I know WP minus the left click, bad combo. Bad combo. Yeah, very bad. Yeah. plus left click can be a good combo sometimes. Yeah. Hey, Paper X showed it. Them together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Then there's there's schools out there that like Texas A&M. I know has a really good roster. I think I I don't know for this year, but I think last year they were all radiant. And then I want to say Northwood won the big tournament last year. Uh, and for some reason, I gonna be honest, I know nothing about Northwood. I know they're out of California. I know they won Valorant, and I know they won COD champs uh, or for the CCL. So I don't know what they're doing in Northwood, but you guys need to get their coach on because he's he's doing something over there. Their their program is. 
they yeah. have a pretty good program as well for esports it seems like but having never actually heard of northwood it sounds like maybe they're a school that is kind of went went all in on uh on on esports yeah. and that's kind of that's kind of the state of it right now is these small schools they they don't have as much red tape as the and budgetary concerns as the big schools do so their their schools just throwing money at esports uh I, I don't. I'm not trying to call them out in any way because I think they're great and they're really good at everything they they participate in. But uh, Ottawa University out of uh, Kansas, they we like that we said it last year, but they they throw scholarships around like candy. They they have a beautiful arena. They it's two stories, everything like that. Oh, they really God. just invested. Like sports arena really that's into. two stories. Like is that what you're talking yes. about? Holy shit! They have a main stage. You can go in, watch them play. It's it's really nice. They've really done well with their program. Just I don't know who they brought in, but they did. They did great. It it also helps when you know half of their cod roster is top top challengers players and everything like that. But they they did well. Yeah, I mean, like the whole point of these schools is trying to attract those players, right? If you get yeah. some like some tier two guys that are like, oh, but I'm also in university, so I might as well play for my my school. Is is that legal? Can you play professional and also for the school, or is there rules to that? So that's actually it's actually kind of a a point of controversy right now. There are some leagues that allow it and some that don't. Uh, I know back when Overwatch franchised uh, for Al, uh, a lot of the Tier 2 scene just died, and they came to college. So it's a bit hmm. controversial um, on whether they should be or shouldn't be allowed, because at the end of the day, everybody has a right to get an education. Uh, but it's also uh, it's also a point where we want this to be a collegiate scene, and uh, as opposed to like football, where if you go pro, you can't go back. So it's a lot of it. I think mirrors that. Yeah. Uh, personally, I I'm not a fan of, of pros coming to college because I think that I think it takes away a little bit from another opportunity from somebody that's a student. But at the same time, if they're the best player on campus, they should be getting paid to play. No questions asked. Oh, for sure. So, so th there's definitely both sides to it, and uh, I'm definitely not the only one that thinks that way. So it just kind of depends on the game. Yeah, I mean, it'd just be kind of brutal. Like, say Ye decided he wanted to go to university and get a degree. Oh, yeah. Right? It's like, if you're on another team competing, like, the fuck are you supposed to do? You just die. Pretty much. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, it's... Yeah, I know. That's obviously tough to consider, because, like, I know the NCAA has pretty much just said, hey, like, if you go pro, like that, that's it. Like you're you you can't play anymore. Um, that's another aspect of it is we don't have an NCAA, and I think that I th I'd like to see an organization like that. Obviously, there's a lot of shortcomings with the NCAA, but I think we need kind of a universal governing body to come in and say, "Hey guys, we need to chill." Like, there's no reason for a yay to be at Western Mississippi University playing against D three people in Valorant. But at the same time, it's we're very far away from that. The uh, the groundwork's not really there yet, and it's most games are just kind of their own leagues, and they're all either student founded or some games have dev developer support like League, Siege, and Val now. So it's it just kind of depends. Yeah, I mean that's the next question: is what kind of league is there? I know I know you just said that. Valorant is introducing, or Riot is introducing a uh, Collegiate Valorant League. Um, what does that look like? 
So right now, what we what we know is that there's basically going to be four regions. It's like it's east, west, central, south, or east, west, south, and midwest, or something like that. They haven't said a ton, but there's going to be four tournaments. Uh, it'll be fall, winter, April, uh, then fall, winter, spring, and then the playoffs. Uh, to get into the playoffs, you either have to get top two, or you have to not have enough tournament points by that by that time. Uh, so that's that's for Seval, and then there's going to be a big tournament at the end of the playoffs, and then there's going to be a championship land for the top, I think, six or eight teams. So are these so all lands, or are they in? Are they? Uh, no, they'll be online. they'll be online okay. until yeah until the end. Um, there's Red Bull Campus Clutch, which uh, is actually worldwide. It's not specific to the uh, to the U.S. You see that advertised all the time. Yeah, it's we actually I want to say we hosted last year. Uh, uh, I didn't get to go obviously because I didn't go, but it was. From what I hear, is pretty cool. And uh, the qualifiers for that are coming up. They're going to have a huge LAN for, like, the the country in Austin or Arlington. Uh, it'll be, I think, in October. And then the winner of that, excuse me, the winner of that gets to go to, like, Spain. I know they had it in Spain last year, the championships. So it just kind of depends. And then another league is NACE, which is, like, the North, the North American Collegiate Esports something or the National Association of Collegiate Esports, and they have their own league. And NACE is kind of that that first step towards the NCAA because they run COD, Val, Siege. They run they run a lot of games through their organization. It's funny. I was I was uh, talking to my sister the other day who works for Red Bull actually, um, and she doesn't play any video games at all. Like, <laughs> she she just barely knows kind of that I play Valorant, right? And she's like, "Hey, like, I'm working on this marketing material for uh for this thing called Campus Clutch." And uh, you should check it out. Um, she's, I'm like, oh yeah, like that's like the collegiate, you know, Valorant thing. And she's like, yeah, you know, like you should, you should try to join a team. I'm like, no, <laughs> fuck no, <laughs> I'm nowhere near good enough for that. That's kind of like uh, nice of her to say that, though, at least. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm nice of her to say that, knowing absolutely nothing about it. But I think it's funny that uh, I, I got that text from her. And then she's actually working on the the campus clutch marketing stuff. That's pretty cool. That, that's cool, man. Yeah, man. You you see some absolute killers in the college scene. There, there's there's a lot of talent in college, and I'm glad that esports is getting to the point where we can all step back and say that there's there's people out there that maybe aren't tier two yet, about tier three, and they're still just absolutely one like just left clickers. They're they're just gamers, you know. It's really cool to be able to see how it's kind of evolving, like alongside my quote-unquote career. Yeah, fuck, it's really disheartening. It's just worse. Yeah. I, I'm just getting worse and worse by comparison. That's really what you're saying. Listen, man, it's <laughs> the pain I felt by getting roasted by my players and like unrated. It's it's one of the worst I've ever felt. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's kind of interesting, just because like I'm assuming UBC has a team of some kind for Valorant. UBC is at the University of British Columbia. Yeah, yeah that that, that's where Cass went and where where I currently go. Uh, so I I don't know honestly since yeah. I'm still so new to Val, but I'm I'm sure they do. Yeah, like and, I'd assume that they do. I'm like they've got like there's a place in our like student union building with a bunch of like gaming PCs and stuff, and you can join the club and. I know they they regularly host Valorant tournaments. I'm I'm in the yeah. The so one one would sports, assume so. that like, but it's interesting because like. I, I know it exists, or, like, as somebody who went to university for, like, six fucking years, like, I knew that some kind of esports existed 
at the school. Yeah. But you don't really see it being promoted in any capacity. Like maybe I saw a flyer at some point around campus. Yeah, but you also have to take into account that we go to UBC and in Canada sports, no one gives a shit about like even the football team at UBC, which is apparently pretty good. Like they're up at the top of like all of Canada yearly. Uh, no one gives a shit or goes to any of the games. So <laughs> like the, I'm saying the esports might be good. Just no one cares because that's what the culture around sports in general is at UBC. But yeah. So yeah, Cass, like it, it could yeah. be bigger than, than either of us are thinking. And we, we just don't know. Um, right. But then also but, like, I suck. So it wouldn't really matter either way. I think like, it'd be gonna, cool to like try go out for root the for them, right? It'd be cool to like yeah. go see a game, especially if it's like a LAN or or if there's like a an arena. That'd be fucking dope. So that's yeah. that's kind of what I was gonna bring up next is if you if you look up on Google, you know, collegiate esports arenas. There's some beautiful places to play. Like I, I mentioned, Ottawa earlier. Uh, one of the better ones that I've I've seen, not in person, is Full Sail University out of Florida. They, they, that's where they used to hold COD champs, like, yearly. Like, it, it is massive. The, the, actually, the whole school is built to be, like, an esports school. It's, it's absolutely a beautiful facility. Uh, here in Oklahoma, we have some pretty nice ones. Uh, I personally got to play at UCOs. Uh, Oklahoma City Universities has an alright one. It's really kind of in the middle of campus. They don't have a ton of space for it. Uh, and then, uh, we actually got to go travel to Kansas for a land and, uh, in Independence, Kansas, uh, as, this nowhere town that has a Walmart and a Wendy's and they had a land at their little arena and it, it was pretty cool. I mean, it was pretty nice too. It's pretty dope. I mean, I just have to bring up that you keep saying Ottawa university. Where is that in Kansas? You said, yeah, it's in Kansas. Not, not like Canada. Ottawa. Yeah. I'm saying like Ottawa is the capital of Canada. So it's just <laughs> confusing when you're saying that, but um, yeah, that, I think that that's funny that it's university in Kansas as well. Um, yeah, are these games like traditionally like streamed? Like, can we watch standard, uh, like tournament play between university teams? Uh, for the most part, yes. Some leagues will do their own casting. Uh, I know the CCL did. I'm assuming CVAL will because it's going to be riot supported. I think they're going to pull down a couple casters from tier two and all that. Uh, a lot of schools do their own casting. Uh, like I said, we have we have a full production team. So producers, casters, everything like that, we have that for our school. Uh, UCO also had that. So a lot of schools have their own uh, programs for that. So if if you're a fan of UT Austin, I'm sure if you go on Twitch and you look up UT Austin, you'll find links and you'll be able to follow them and be able to watch their games, which is honestly really cool. It's it's cool to like look on on your phone and they're playing Overwatch and like. They have your jersey on, and it's your school, and I'm like, I, I go there, you know? It's, it's It really is kind of just a cool moment. I mean, yeah, I think it'd be cool to have more of that, like, other than just normal sports, but with something that you play as well, right? Especially if it's exactly, a sport, yeah. it's just so accessible to everybody. Yeah, exactly. it's, like, way easier to get in. I mean, I guess there's the entry-level cost of, like, you gotta own a PC, but, like, I mean, Valorant's specifically designed to be played on low-end PCs. Exactly. So, like, there, there's not a large barrier to entry. Like, I mean, I grew up playing hockey and lacrosse mostly. Like, those are pretty expensive sports to get into. Um, yeah. And so, like, and, like, I, I think that's another massive advantage that um, that esports has because 
number one, lower barrier to entry. Number two, not like as physically demanding, right? To be a a, a high end like D one athlete, like that requires you to have put years and years of work in to getting into that shape to being like as strong as you are working I mean, out consistently. I would say stop there and stop disparaging the highest end of Valorant because that's the same fucking shit, right? Like with any esports, sure, like, sure. you have okay. to put in yeah. years like, and years of hard work yeah, to get to that there level. Is. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I'm not like trying to phrase it that way, but like what, what I'm saying is, is it something that you could, it, it's easier to try and get into when you just show up to university. Right. Yeah. Like if you just showed true, up, had true. never heard of Valorant before, and you had never heard of, say, football before, one of those two is a lot easier to get into. Now, regardless of what it takes to become the top player or not, isn't really the, the point of what I'm trying to say. Like the point is, it's significantly more approachable and something that you can just give the old college try, test yeah. it out, see if you like it. Okay, I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna just take a pause here because Hunter's been gone for uh, a few minutes at this point, and I feel like we should probably wait for him to resolve whatever the fuck is happening before we continue anymore. All right, now that we got Hunter right. back, we can, yeah. we can keep it going. Uh, yeah, so do you guys want to kind of jump into the patch notes, or? Yeah, yeah, like, I think we we talked a lot about C-Val. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely know a lot fucking more than I did before, so... That's something. Which I, was zero. I, so I like you could have told me, Oh, there's college Valorant and I would have been like, yeah. Yo, dope, that's new. Really? No uh, way. Yeah. <laughs> um just so that my, my program head doesn't doesn't kill me, uh if you go to on Twitter, OU Esports, that's kind of our Twitter, that's kind of our one stop shop, and then uh Yeah. We can move on now. I just had to get that out oh, before, and, and before my director pitchforked me. Definitely plug it again at the end, Funny. but yeah, that that's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go follow them. Go go hit them up. If you're a, you know, aspiring college Valorant player, it sounds hey, like yeah. OU's a fucking good place to be. They're investing a lot. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's rainy on Twitter. Please, I need people to try out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, actually, one one last question for you. So, yeah. do you? Okay, because I I know that I personally would would kind of struggle with this, and I know that like it is like a separate role, but like, do you, do you feel like there, there are ever times when you're like trying to maybe criticize a player for doing something as a coach, but like, you know, it's hard because they're just better at the game than you are. Does that, is, does what I'm saying make any sense here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not really. Um, because thankfully I have kind of a, my my head coach is really good, and he's doing really well to teach me a lot of things, and I'm still kind of in that phase of learning, so I'm really not cocky enough yet to say, hey, man, you need to stop aiming like that. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so it's it's we're not really kind of in that phase yet, but not, not really because it's coaching is different than playing, you know? So it's I, – I'd like to think that I understand kind of the, the mechanical game a little bit better than what I can actually play it as or play play it with. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not it's not that big of a conundrum to be honest. Okay, I mean I like, I think I mean, that's totally fair because I I can see from my experience of I'm a freestyle ski coach in the winter, and I have uh, athletes that I train that are trying to perform tricks that I cannot do myself. Yeah. Right, and whenever they're looking for tips, I can still give them tips that'll help them land those tricks. Um, hmm. 
like very effectively because I've been trained and I know how to explain it to them and the things that they're doing wrong, even if I can't do those actions myself. Right. Yeah. So I can see the, the exact same sort of way of coaching in Valorant or any other esport of like, oh, I can see that, you know, you're aiming a little bit too low here. Keep, try to keep your crosshair up higher. Obviously, these guys probably have decent crosshair placement to begin with. But as yeah. an example, um, decent might be a bit of an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as, as an example, like just something like that, um, even if you're not at that level, you can still see the things that might be able to be improved and how they can work at uh completing those yeah, yeah for sure i mean even like in just about anything like olympians have coaches right yeah like hussein bald had a coach guarantee you that coach isn't faster than him um certifiably so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no i don't know back when i was a coach like i used to coach tennis but like i was definitely better than all the kids that i was coaching so like I never really ran into that issue. Yeah, it's it's fun, but it's it's at the same time nobody's nobody's perfect, you know, and a lot of it you have you need that outside help to see what you're really doing wrong, you know. And I'll, the, to my players credit, none of them really have an ego. It's we're all kind of there. We want to get better and we we want to win. So everybody's pretty much all hands on deck and they're they're great and they're they're always open to criticism and if something's not working, we're well let's try this instead and we'll slot a new comp in and we'll try a new strat and it's it really is nice and it kind of, kind of like what you guys were saying like a lot of their mechanical skill is not the issue sometimes it's well you know they're they're a god tier aimer but they can only play chamber so we I mean we have to figure out what we're going to do on you know a, now that chamber's not busted there's going to be certain maps where people just don't pick chamber you know anymore because there, there were certain maps where they only picked him because he was so good. So we have to get them to kind of figure out, oh, well, we're going to need you to play Smokes. And you, you might think, like, it's super simple kind of figuring out roles, but sometimes it's just like, if you've never played Smoke and you've always been a Jet or a Chambermaid, and it's it's like a fish out of water. So it's, it's sometimes it's that stuff. Yeah, playing Smokes, yeah. Ooh, yikes, oof. <laughs> but... You can kind of help them with that, and there obviously there's default smokes and or there's default turret placements for KJ and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's funny how bad Cass is at playing smokes, considering he played Omen for so long, and yet now he just has no idea how to play smokes. I could play <laughs> smokes; it just doesn't fit my play style as much. Oh man, it, it fit my play style better when like. You know, like, I was playing with, like, Hunter, who was considerably better than me at the time. Um, and, like, Alex, who is still considerably fucking better than me. Like, and, like, we, we were, like, you know, just... Basically, when I was playing the game and I was trying to improve my mechanics to the point, um, like, it, I feel like it made a lot more sense for me to be playing Omen because in that kind of situation, like, I didn't have the confidence to be taking these duels and, like... I was always trying to be, you know, like the third man in or whatever. I feel like it made a lot more sense for me to play smokes in that context. But now that Pass I... Pass out your disparaging know... controller players. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know how I want to play, and how I want to play is not that. Like, because the problem with me playing, like, like I, I feel like I'd do fine as, like, if we had a Viper on our team and I was playing Omen, I feel like I'd do fine. But... It's because I want to play aggressively. I am often going to die. 
<laughs> before the right. end, or like before we even halfway through the round. And then if I'm the solo controller on our team, now we don't have smokes. So what you're saying is you need to one trick neon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've kind of figured out like slowly that if you if you have a really good smoke player, or if you are a really good smoke player, winning ranked games is easy because as long as your duelist isn't borderline like throwing. And they have to push out a smoke, and you, you know you you can just let your duelist click on heads from that point. It it makes the game easier having good smokes. It really does. I mean, you really see it when you don't have good smokes. Oh yeah, or yeah. if you don't. Have... The worst example of a team comp I played. I played ranked last week, and we didn't have any flashes on breeze, and we had a cipher, and it was one of the worst experiences I think I've ever had playing Valorant. Yeah. <laughs> was Cypher your quote-unquote smokes? Uh, no, because he played by himself the entire map and was on the opposite <laughs> side. Uh, so I, wow. I, I guess technically he could have been our smoke, but he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, pretty bad smokes too. If yeah, but it'd be kind of it'd be kind of funny to see uh see somebody with like all these Cypher lineups <laughs> like, getting like that's the into position. I, I I figured that out like two weeks ago. I was playing uh, what is it? I can't bind. I was playing bind. They had cipher lineups. I had no idea. I I was, <laughs> I was shocked. I was, I was That's amazed. a throwback right there. Yeah, it's and I mean it, it didn't really work out for him because we like thirteen won them, but the bless their heart, <laughs> they had cipher lineups. But God, did they sh- try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they killed us. They, they killed a couple of us. But the thing <laughs> is, they can't kill you with the lineup. So how yeah. is the lineup involved? Exactly. It's like, why are you? It's like they would throw it and then they'd swing it. It's like, why? Just don't throw it and swing it. Fake <laughs> flashes. Seen some, I've seen some pretty nasty uh, one ways with cipher cages. I will say that there's a lot of nice one ways. That is true. Uh, cipher. And Astra. I, I really like Astra. I think Astra's still a really good smoke. But, like, Billy Bronze can't play Astra because he has n- he's going to, like, go up into, you know, the higher plane of existence and, like, oh, just yeah. not know what to do. Yeah, completely lose himself. Yeah. That's why you kind don't see any fucking yeah. Astras in our games. But yeah. as you get up if, higher, like, you do. Instead of the animation of, well, like, Astra going into, like, space or whatever, they should ever, like, pop an acid tab. It'd be really funny if that was like an Easter egg that happens like one every like five hundred times. <laughs> they they should add secret like reload animations. That'd be kind of cool. It's like yeah, every once like, in a while, yeah. like randomly, you get like a weird ass reload, and you're like, "Holy yeah. shit, what is that?" <laughs> Battlefield does that. I think it's pretty cool. I don't I don't think they could do it with like yeah. all the skins because you pay for the reload technically yeah. in like, a weird yeah, roundabout yeah, way. TF2 TF2 exists. You just did it with like standard skin, like base Vandal skin or something, right? You get a you get like a cool reload animation one every ten thousand reloads or something. You know what? I'm I'm glad Mm. that uh, they don't introduce that because I find that oftentimes people, with the exception of Chase, I find that people reload way too frequently. Oh yeah, yeah. I find that Chase (laughs) reloads way too infrequently. But I I hot take hot take right here. I'd rather somebody cod reload than a, like aim down sights in the middle of a gunfight, and, I, mm. and that may not be a hot take, but 
I, I have a friend, and I, I call her the best Viper in NA. But for about three or four months now, I've been trying to just beg her to unbind her right click because she just she's a COD player. So mm. all she does is, I'm like, come on. <laughs> no, just tell her to buy Bulldog. Yeah. Uh, well, she she, she's a Viper no, no, player, so like she never has the delay on it. Yeah. <laughs> they put the delay on that. Exactly. Yeah, they did. Yeah, didn't they? They put a delay on so, it, but fuck, I still love the bulldog. It's so good. God, I I hate rifles with ADS. I I, yeah. I don't know why because like back in CS, I feel like I was pretty good with like the AUG and the SG when I ADS with them. And but for some reason in Valorant, I, I I I am way better off even at long range taking that gunfight on ADS than ADSing with like a Vandal. It's because it for it slows your sensitivity a little bit, and it used to. It may not anymore, but the the quote unquote rumor, I guess, was that it also slowed your fire rate. Oh, it definitely slowed does up. slow your fire yeah, rate. Yeah, yeah. So it, it just kind of messes you up on both sides. Yeah, I mean, unless there's a special thing to ADSing, like on the like Ares Noden or on the Bulldog. The- yeah. You want to talk about a hot topic? If you use the Odin, I I don't want to team with you. It, uh, it's <laughs> out of nowhere. I just got called out. <laughs> like, did did they buff it last patch? Did I miss that patch nope, though? Because nope. out no, of it's nowhere, always been pretty good. It's, no, no, yeah. except when I use it. It's because exactly. the Reaver pack is out. Yeah, oh, yeah. everybody yeah. bought the Reaver pack, and they're like, "Oh, I want to use my fancy new Odin." It's a pretty good Odin. Yeah. It's like it, it used to be. I remember back in the day when everybody still used it, and then it kind of went down. And now, out of nowhere, like when you like you said, the Reaver came out. Everybody just like I'm gonna buy Odin and shoot through walls. And <laughs> I've never broken a mouse, but I've came close. Oh, I, man. Randy, you, you got the it. the hot off the press, like hot takes. You got the the fresh new uh, patch notes that are live now on Valoleaks, but. They're gonna be probably old news by the time this podcast comes out, so you really don't care about them. But for us, we have not heard them at all. So it's it's not all of them, but roughly, they're basically saying you can customize your crosshair a lot more. Uh, you can now put in like a color code in for your crosshair instead of just having to pick them like cyan and all that. You That's can now. Nice, uh, yeah. It's all right. Like I don't personally, I'm not a big fan of the colors they have. Like I, I want kind of like a dark red color. Or something, something like that's not like too dark, but dark. Uh, and then they're adding you can now change horizontal and vertical lines separately, which is all right. Also on crosshair. Yeah, also on yeah, crosshair. Whatever. It's the biggest deal to me. Uh, and you can now copy the spectator player's crosshair by typing slash crosshair copy or slash cc in the chat, uh, which I think is great. Because yeah, sometimes... I think that's the best one. Yeah, you see, yeah. you see that obvious smurf in your lobby, uh, with like playing with a ridiculous crosshair, and you're just like, "Hmm, that seems pretty dope. I'm gonna try that." Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. I, I just know, use like. I just sorry, use Ye's crosshair. Uh, yeah, I use I use Ye's crosshair. Huh. Pretty good person but... to emulate your crosshair off of. Oh yeah. Mm. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say that like. I've had my crosshair kind of set in stone since, like, I first started playing CS back in, like, early high school. Like, it, like every time I've, 
or I, I guess I just kind of like adjusted my crosshair to my liking in CS, and I just stuck with that. And then when I first downloaded Valorant, I just like I pulled up my old CS profile and looked at my crosshair, and then opened up the Valorant settings and just tried to make my crosshair as close as possible to like what it used to be. And, I actually did not know that. That's wild. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. Like I I like it. It's consistent. It's simple. It's clean. So like. I feel like I'm personally not going to use any of these different crosshair changes, but I think it's good that they give you as much freedom as possible with it. Right. Like it, I feel like there's no reason not to have as many options available to you as possible. Like if you'd like to have a longer line up and down the center, um, like why not? Yeah, I think it's fair. I think that you should pretty much be able to customize your crosshair to be whatever you want it to be within reason. Because yes, some people that within reason is key. Because I'm just thinking there are going to be some disgusting crosshairs from people on their olds now with that additional freedom. Yeah, some people really like to play Minecraft when they play Valorant. Let me tell you, mm. and just building shit. Yeah, it's just just like a square. You do I, I mean, there's like Hunter with his fucking hashtag. Oh, hey, God. that one, that one was pretty popular oh, in the bowl. It's disgusting. I don't understand it at all. Why is there that much going on? Chase's is fine, but it's so fucking tiny. Yeah, because it's like on their head or it's not. Yeah, but then but then that means you have to aim like more still, like mentally, you know? It's it's kind of a weird balance you have to find between small and too big. Like if it's too big, you're not gonna be on their head where you need to be, and if it's too small. See, you I, like yeah. to flick too much. I don't like the dot crosshair. I think that's too small. But like that's very yeah. popular as well. Yeah, I vibe with that. Yeah, it's just it's just too much. Like I'd uh, rather eh, I don't know. I'd rather have a dot over chases though. <laughs> Mine's just I a little plus like, sign. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't like I don't like that it's like connected in the middle. I feel like I don't I think mine is connected in the middle. middle. Is it not? Oh, fuck, I couldn't tell you right now, but I don't think it is. Uh. Well, man, I don't know. I think it's too small, but yeah, it's it's teeny. It's hard to see if it's connected in the middle. I was pulling it up from the polls without the yeah. No, those channel. those photos that we posted in the Discord are so bad you can't even really see what the crosshairs are. <laughs> yeah, well, you, can see, you can see what mine and Gas's are. You just can't see what yours is. Yeah, we really should have zoomed in and blown it up. But yeah, yeah well, what we didn't realize is that like you know even when you like click on a picture in discord it's still like vastly smaller than like you know the size of the image like when you're in game so it just makes things look so much smaller than they actually are it's all disorienting okay. unless you play valorant in windowed mode and you play it in a very small window oh, man. for some reason then the, the the final thing from what we we've seen on the patch notes is there's a new game mode called herm uh, and it's all abilities active deathmatch game mode. Ooh, that's nice cool, but but more importantly, team deathmatch. I I'm actually stoked about this because I I think this is going to be a phenomenal way to like warm up and take a bunch of gunfights without it being, and you get to use abilities to aid you in it, uh, without it being too just like too much going on that, that's the problem i've always had with like free-for-all is yeah. like i i hated that like no matter what you control none of the map and so yeah. i'm always likely to get shot from behind shot from the side like someone could spawn behind me just like as hunter and what? I getting getting shot from today. behind in deathmatch does that yeah. ever happen i don't know 
And so like, I, like I, I have been wanting a team deathmatch game mode for a very long time, um, mm-hmm. because I think it'll be a much better way for at least me personally to warm up. Yeah, and I'll, I'll piggyback on that by saying that I always enjoyed Escalation and the way they do. I mean, that is team deathmatch just with you know the whole twist of the the weapon switching, um. And like the way the way the combat flows with how that works is so much better than deathmatch along the lines of what Cass was saying. So I'm excited for it as well. I yeah, fucking love the, escalation. Um, <laughs> the, the only like, thing I'm interested about is it says ability enabled, and so like, am I gonna have to insta lock the agent I want, or are they gonna allow multiple agents? Is it gonna be random? That's a good question. It could be random. Yeah. If it's random, that's kind of stupid. I would agree that that would be really yeah, stupid if I it was agree. random. Yeah, that would be, could that'd be, be weird. You know, like when you pop into a deathmatch, you have no say on what character you are, but also there's no abilities. So <laughs> Yeah, Chase, I don't know about that. I example. mean, if you're cast, you think that it matters because you want to see the hands of the character that you typically yeah, play it's just like, in like front I just of wanna, you. I just want to play the character that I typically play, but like... <laughs> Typical CSGO enjoyer. bullshit that Jet's passive is available <laughs> in deathmatch. It's a passive. Well, it should be always available. Yeah, it's just so it's such an insane take. That, the, <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> oh man! I think it'll be great because, like, especially as someone who quite often plays Jet, right? Like, the ability to get into like standard off angles that I would be able to get into into games. Quite often plays stuff. Jet. I've been playing a lot more Jet lately. <laughs> I actually switched over to playing a lot more Jet pre-chamber nerf. Interestingly enough. Wow. But, um, yeah. I don't know. Like I, but like basically, I I like the idea of an ability enabled team deathmatch. Now, the only thing that I'm worried about is if there's only one agent per team, then there might be a lot of people dodging because it's like, oh, I wanted to play so and so, which is just kind of. I mean, but, yeah, but do you see that in Spike Rush? Not really. You see some people dodging Spike Rush, but it's really fucking rare, right? Yeah, like, Spike it's going to be such like... a short game mode that I think if your character that you want to play gets locked, you're just going to be like, okay, fuck it, I'll play someone else. Wait, there's other game modes besides competitive? Yeah. <laughs> Theoretically, I've heard. I've heard there are other yeah. game modes. I mean, of all, of all people here, at least of the uh, the three hosts here, I'm I'm the one who plays the other game modes the least. Oh, yeah? It's... None of them just never like can capture me. true. Well, I I just I log into Val and I hit Q on competitive. That is yeah. true. I play deathmatch. Yeah, and I also play more on rated than either of you probably. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just none of the other game modes just I guess interest me. Like I guess I'm just so hyper focused on getting better because it's kind mm-hmm. of my job too now. So it's like, I mean, I I have time obviously, but it's like. I don't at the same time, like, so I'm hyper-focused yeah. on comp and, like, aim labs or Kovacs and just getting better overall, so I can, like, actually feel like I'm where I need to be instead of having imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Understandable. But at the same time, it's really cool that you're able to provide that sort of feedback, you know, to your team and have that analyst role, like, no, you know, tell imposter syndrome to go fuck itself. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. Yeah, it's like, dang, that guy's radiant, and I'm platinum. I'm telling him what right, to right. do. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Okay. So one of the other interesting things 
well, I guess this isn't even a leak. It's just been posted by Riot. But uh, there's a new bundle coming out in a couple of days. Oh, my goodness. I was hoping you'd bring that up, Cass. Yeah, have you guys all had the opportunity to look at it? Oh, it's so beautiful. I have... It's so nice. I mean, I just I saw the really, little teaser video. Is that what you're talking about? I am about? really upset with Riot about this bundle. I'm not going to lie. Why? Jury's still out. I'm upset because I can't buy it yet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I will... Hot take of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not. Probably not even. A, probably a lukewarm take. Uh, the butterfly knife is not as cool as the crambit to me. Oh, the champions crambit. No, are you yeah, saying in general? Champions. No champions. It's just not. A... I think. Oh. I think the butterfly knife champions. is dope. But also, I have the RGX, so I don't know if I'll get the knife. I yeah. like the crambit more, but I also like things you hold rogue. You got me there. So like. Yeah, I I will say just style wise. Personally, you know, the Singularity Phantom has been I, obviously the skin I talk about the most because I love it so much. I really like glowy stuff, like not necessarily just lights, but like, you know, something like a crystal. Gotcha, and yeah. so like, mm. yeah, so like the red crystal blade of the butterfly knife, I think it, to me, I think that's the coolest knife in the game. <laughs> that's it, a very hot take, but I, it, I love the way it looks. It fills up the more kills you get, too. Until once you peak at twenty five kills, it's like a special like animation. Wait, wait, we say it fills up. What do you mean? I'm not sure. Oh, uh, it starts like so. The the blade's red in the picture I'm looking at, but I think it starts out as like the like black, like the like the the hilt. Oh, and then really? the little red crystals piece on for both guns as you get no more kills. No way! I didn't realize that's how it works. I, I kind oh of oh my god! Mm, I think that I could be wrong, but I think so. Yeah. Except, okay, well, now I'm buying two of each of them. It could be similar <laughs> to how I view the RGX, like, uh, kill counter of I just like not to look at it. Because you got me there. Yeah. It's just like, ah, shit, I have no kills. Like, my, <laughs> oh, yeah. my fucking gun is still dull. You know, yeah, like, the RGX is like over the RGX is overall. This is round to round, so you don't, you know, well, no, most I don't, rounds at some point you have zero. No, no, I'm pretty no, sure this is I'm overall. I think it's overall. I just hope it's not one of those things where it's like, uh, what's the 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 one skin packs where it's like the more kills you get with that gun specifically. Oh, the doodle, the doodle the pack. Doodle, yeah, I hope it's not like that because yeah. if I'm playing comp, I'm never gonna go for a knife. There's like, no way it'll be like that, right? Yeah, I feel like it would be right. Right? Yeah, I, I think the doodle buds pack was really dumb because they had like a shorty in there. It's like yeah, who's getting right. a shorty ace to get the full like colored in, and then it doesn't blood. even That's like a horrible idea. Yeah, it doesn't even like carry over round to round or whatever. So it's just like, yeah, like who cares? Yeah. yeah, but the um, okay. So one of the things is like, it seems like this phantom is more than just a reskin, which is nice compared to the the champions vandal, which was just a reskin. Yeah. It's a new shape and everything for the Phantom. Um, Go ahead. So, like, okay, basically, I, I don't. I, I think it's a step up. Like, I, I like my Phantom a lot. I'm not going to be splashing the cash to get this. Um, not, not huge on the knife. It's, it's okay. But I like that they've put more, you know, unique elements into this compared to what it was before. With, like, the last time it was just a reskin. Well, yeah, and well, yeah, the champion's glow, right? 
Yeah, and one thing we also haven't discussed, yes, Champions Glow is back for this, um, is that uh, Inspect for Phantom and Finisher presumably will both also be using the Champion song, people were it, saying online. It yeah, and there's only, like, a very small snippet in the, like, skin reveal trailer that I saw. So, like, I'm really curious to hear the full song when it drops, because that will, of course, be a positive or a negative, depending on how much I like the song. Mm-hmm. This is going to be in the shop for like a month straight too, so yeah. it, which is kind of kind of crazy. But I think that's cool because it's giving people the chance. Like personally, like I I kind of was taking a break during the time that Champions came around, and I didn't really pay attention to VCT at that time. Mm-hmm. But now that I see it in game, like I I just I would pay a two hundred dollars to buy the original Champions pack. Like not even kidding. Oh like, man. I'd sell a leg. Like, I just, it's so, to me it's, to me, it's some of the coolest skins in the game. But They are the pretty fact, bad. Yeah, but the, now this is coming out, and it's not, I mean, it's expensive because it's only two skins and some calling cards, and it's like 70 bucks, but it's like, if I just save here and there, and it's here for a month, so I'll get, you know, you, you'll you presumably get paid so many times. It's may not be yeah. that bad. Wait, holy shit, are you telling me it's $70 for this whole pack? I think it's six thousand creds, so roughly. Oh my god! Yeah, there's Uh, no chance I'm buying that. Take my money. I mean, it's 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 fucking nice. I don't I don't love the red. I was saying to cast that. I think that I would like it if there is a a chance for different variants, which I doubt there will be because the champions like color scheme is red and gold, so it makes sense that that's the the color of the fucking guns. But mm-hmm. I don't love what like I, how bright the red is. I think it would be cool, like, and I, I I know that it's in the works, but maybe like next year, not for every team because it's like sixteen teams. But after it's over, right? Say we buy the bundle next year and it's it's Vandal and whatever. But let's say I don't know Optic wins. They do a whole skin line, like for the for the champion skins. They do. A reskin, but it's optic themed, and they have champions twenty twenty three Dallas winner or whatever. I think that'd be pretty cool. Well, I don't know if you've I, heard this, Randy, but what I've heard is that it seems somewhat unofficially confirmed that once the franchise teams are all locked in, at some point, Riot is going to make individual franchise skins with I, like, I, collaboration with them. Which I've heard dope. that, and it's going to be awesome. I, I'm. All for it. Or at least buddies. I think a buddy would be sick with your, like, favorite team's logo. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. Or, like, a title. Like, I, I think, personally, I, I'm big on titles. I don't know why. Like, nobody ever sees them. Like, but, I, I don't know. T- titles are just cool to me. So, I think, like, like Green Wall or something like that. Or, I don't... Uh, I'm an Optic fan, so I don't know any other fan bases, like, thing. But, I think it'd be cool for, like, the title. I rep the set for uh, yeah. X set. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the things that we haven't discussed though about the knife, or I think this is part of the knife inspect animation is like it is, it is. If, if you have twenty five kills and you are top frag in the lobby, you get to hold a little trophy up in your hand, right? Which I feel like is during the inspect of the knife. So in yeah, one yeah, hand you're inspecting cool. the knife, the other hand you're like yeah. that's yeah, kind of yeah. dope. Cool, but like that is know, cool. Also, it's also very you know, it's like I, I feel like it it was already kind of like assuming you're not smurfing and you're playing on your main. 
like there was already only one person in the entire lobby that could have the champion's glow, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was kind of hard to be that person. Well, now it's you need to be that person and have over 25 kills. So it's not like you could even see it towards the beginning of the game if, like, you get a couple kills early on and you just kind of pop off early. Yeah, I think they need to nerf that, to, to put it that way. Make it, like, because there's, like, no offense, but, like, they're like that's not going to be a common thing for most players. And even at the top level, that's not going to be a common thing. No, so, but like, I, I think that that's, I mean, the champion's glow you still get without 25 kills, right? If you're top frag in the lobby, you'll still get the glow. So I think this is, like, a bonus thing of yeah, if you yeah. continue to be top frag and you have over 25, now you get to hold up the little trophy. That makes That'd sense, and cool. I think that's pretty cool. But it's twenty-five like kills, thing. like think about that. Twenty-five kills, like that's a good game. Like if you drop twenty-five kills in a match, you're 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 doing well. And yeah. I don't know, like maybe like more like twenty. I think makes a little bit more sense personally. Maybe twenty-five or maybe fifteen. Fifteen. Well, I mean, slow, but... part of the thing is that like fifteen or twenty to have those and be top fragging would be pretty early on in the match. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like it's a di- bit of a difficult balance. I'm not really sure what the right answer is. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fine. I I don't know. I think it's just a cool little, like... It would have been cooler, I think, as an Easter egg, maybe. Yeah. Where if they didn't mm-hmm. come out with that... I mean, I haven't seen that specifically. I haven't seen the animation of them holding up the trophy, but going off of what Cass is saying, obviously they've yeah. released that as part of the the skin or like a feature, but I think it'd oh, be geez, cool. Have you not seen, sorry to interrupt, go ahead. I mean, I saw a bit of the little, like, mm-hmm. um, like what reveal trailer that, that, uh, cash showed me yeah, yeah, today, yeah. but I wasn't watching intently. Um, I was more just looking at the skins themselves. Uh, but yeah, I, it'll be, I think it'll be interesting. Um, yeah. Randy, when you were talking about how much you wanted to buy the previous champions pack, I was thinking that that uh, I've encountered something um, as I've you know continued buying skins throughout my Valorant career, and that's that you know as as someone who has spent way too much money on skins, <laughs> there are still a couple skins that I've found that I almost feel like are more fun slash I hold them in a higher regard because I don't own them. Because it's it's yeah. fun to be able to pick them up off the ground and get excited instead of oh well you know I I can use this anytime. So for me like yeah. I, I I can really only remember one time where like I picked up a champion's vandal and was top fragging and oh boy it felt so cool so when I picked cool, it up man. and got the glow. Yeah, right. I think so that... like that's one where I I like it a lot, but I kind of like that I don't own it because that makes it even more special. Uh, I know what you mean, yeah. In a way. But well, then, yeah. at the same time, the, the Butterfly Knife plus Phantom is so cool, I'm not going to just send it and buy it. <laughs> yeah, I got to. I, I, yeah. It's so nice. I'm saying mm. that, that that's one where you're going to look at it on the ground, and you're not going to pick up the Champion's Vandal unless you're top frag. Unless you're, like, upgrading <laughs> to a Vandal in general, right? But say you have a Vandal in your hand of your own skin, like, unless you're top frag, you're not, you're not trading that out okay. for the Champion's I... skin. But if you're top fragging the lobby, you're gonna pick that up and be like, "Fuck yeah!" Okay, here's the I got thing, a though, Chase. Pushbacks on that one. Yeah, I, I was gonna say the first thing is yeah. getting to expect it and hearing boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 that's literally me every time I pick it up. Like, oh yeah, 
It's so my, cool. my first pushback on it was like number one, when you get a kill with it, the like the kill sound pretty fucking sick. Like, oh, yeah. It's got a yes. really nice kill immaculate sound. kill sound. Yeah, like top tier kill sound. Um, right up there with the bong of like reaver. Yeah. Um, like and the and the crystal shattering of the singularity as well. Uh no. I personally do think unironically Singularity is top tier for kill sound, but that's just yeah, Singularity, we, we, we know this, you guys. But Singularity finisher is cool. But Singularity yeah. I, it's Well just, here's here's the thing. I will say, Cass, what you don't like about Singularity is the firing sound. You don't have a problem with the kill sound. I don't love the looks of it either. It looks oh, okay. Yeah. Um okay, that's but the other anyway, thing that I was gonna say is just because I'm not top frag right now when I pick that gun up. Does not mean I won't be. Unless, yeah, I'm very far down. Yeah. The scoreboard. (laughs) But, like, if there's a chance, you know I'm going to pick it up, right? It's like, oh, well, like, if I pick up this gun and I get, like, a 4K next round, well, then I get the glove. Yeah. Yeah, I I can see that possibility, but still, like, that's, that's the whole point of that was saying that there's a reason why you would pick it up. And I think it kind of makes it cooler to not own it and like play with it because then when you pick it up for that reason, it makes it cooler. I th- yeah. I think I think I'm in the minority because I pick it up no matter what, and it's it's the one skin in the entire game that I will ever ask somebody to drop me. Mm-hmm. I I don't know why, but something about it just speaks to me, and I just love it. I agree. I typically pick it up when I see it, um, but also yeah, the only time I've had. The like the champions go thing is when like the sage on our team had the gun, noticed that I was top frag in the entire lobby. Like it was basically me and one person on the other team, and we're kind of going back and forth for like who had top frag. Um, and so like there was like a round that I pulled away by like two or three kills or something like that. And the sage on our team was like, "Yo, you need a you need to sell your vandal. I've got one for you." Oh, nice. That's cool. And, yeah, and so I got the glow. It was cool. Let, let's cause some controversy, okay? I want to hear your guys' top three skins. Are we talking, like, Max skins or just individual overall? Skin? Individual, I mean, it's yeah, up to you. If you want to be, if you okay. make it the skin pack or if you want to make it the gun or not. I mean, let's, that's us Let's cause some I love it, I love it. Oh, mine are going to be so... Can I list my three well. least favorite? <laughs> that's yes. a very good one. Okay, uh, yeah. Singularity. Singularity, yep, singularity. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are we going packs right, or are we going individual weapon skins? It's individual. up to you. If you want to do pack okay, or if you want to do individual, yeah. I think pack, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Glitch Pop 2.0 pack. Best bang for buck. Outside of that, Ion pack. Fucking sick. Um, Trying to think what the third best pack is. I can't come up with, like, the other good packs off the top of my head, but, like, I think the single best skin in the game I might have to give to Ion Op. Ion Op is iconic. Just because it's used so much at, like, Champs and Masters, it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a big fan. I think that my my top pack... At least my top skin in the game probably gonna have to be, like, RGX Vandal. I, I hate that one. I don't know why, but I feel like I get a buff. You uh, want mine? You get the low FPS like buff. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say they supposedly fixed the pay to lose aspect of it, but on my account, it's still in there. 
Like they they never <laughs> patched it out on my account specifically. Wild. Oh man. Um. Then Champions Pack from last year, I think, will be number two. Number three, just like my my feeling good skins are probably like Recon. I feel like is nice. I don't own Recon though for most of my guns. Uh, Reaver Vandal, I feel like I get a buff as well, so probably Reaver Vandal, but not my, not when I buy it. I have to pick it up for to get the buff. <laughs> Interesting. I get a Reaver Vandal Vandal buff for sure. Yeah. Second, like I don't know. Yeah, isolated skins. We're going Ion Op, Arcane Sheriff. And oh yeah. God, dude, the Zed Phantom is just too good for me to step away from. Yeah, Zed Phantom mm-hmm. pretty dope. So the, the, I think those are my top three. Yeah, I gotta like think about skins that I own because even though I I do like some skins that I don't own, like I have what I have the most experience with is obviously what I play with in game, and there are a couple skins that just make me smile every time I like buy that weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, first, yeah, I'm also going with RGX Vandal because as I've talked about on the podcast before, it just gave me the buff of playing the Vandal at all, and now I'm like a Vandal yeah, exactly. user. Right? Exactly. Like I, I used to play zero Vandal whatsoever. I bought the RGX and now I play Vandal only because I just like it might not even be like an all around like my favorite skin, but it just it fucking works for me somehow. Like I just yeah. the sound of it, the feel of it, it just feels right for how the Vandal should. Uh and so that's why it's gonna push that to the top. Um my prime frenzy is gonna be next. Uh, because fuck, it feels so nice. Um, especially like I have the the gold. Is that standard? Yeah, it's, you've got Stand, standard. standard variant, but with the little gold dumpster fire buddy, it just looks so oh, yeah. nice. Like it's probably my favorite buddy skin combo in the game. Um, and then third, because every time I buy this weapon, I just giggle to myself. Um, I'm going with the shimmer bulldog. Shimmer Bulldog, yeah. wow. Which, I just, like, I love seeing it on my screen. Like, I, I buy a Bulldog already a few times a game, and I just, like, I smile every time I see the Shimmer Bulldog in front of me. It's fucking incredible. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I feel like I've also got to give a um, an honorable mention to the Gaia Pack. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't, okay, I guess I own the Gaia Marshall. Um, but, like, I think all the Gaia skins are really good. And I feel like I don't see them enough in-game for how good that I think they are. I would agree that they seem somewhat underrated. I, had like, a... I feel like they're they're horribly underrated. I was playing a game on Breeze the other day, and somebody got the final kill, and I guess one of our teammates thought there was somebody still alive. The finisher comes up with the train, he's like... What ability is that? And I'm like, bro, that's the finisher. Yeah. <laughs> that's really hard. Hard. Like, he started shooting. I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Is, is that like a fade thing? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I will, uh, I will say, sky. One... <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of my hot takes, skin wise, I absolutely hate the blast X everything's, and I, yeah, I feel like that's fan. very controversial. Fan. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. They're fine. I I'd never buy was... one or probably even pick them up, but like they're. Uh, my friend that yeah. plays Viper, she loves it. I don't huh. know why. Just not for me. I mean, I can see it because it's got a very unique sound. So, like, if you like the sound of them, 
and that helps you, then I, I could see that being a solid pick. But... Yeah, and if you have nostalgia gone, for playing, yeah, 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 if you have nostalgia for playing Nerf yeah. uh, as a kid. Yeah, I mean the fact that it actually shoots little Nerf darts into things that are not wall bangable is pretty fucking dope. Like that's a yeah. good yeah. touch. Yeah. yeah, I know. I will. I'll also say, and now this is not relevant to me because I don't own enough skins to want to swap skins out based on which agent I'm playing or even just color variants. But I wish that was an option because if I owned the entire Reaver set, I wouldn't use it all the time. But you bet your ass if I'm playing Omen, I want the entire fucking Reaver. Oh, yeah. Reaver 1.0 and 2.0 together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if I played Phoenix, I'd want the entire fucking Elder Flame. So you want, want like, agent-specific loadouts? Yeah, you know how they they introduce agent-specific keybinds? Yeah. For for someone who wailed out on the game and owns, say you own literally every skin, right? Mm -hmm. I I don't see why, like, why you shouldn't be able to have an agent-specific one, right? Like, Yeah, I honestly feel like if riot can find a way to do it without impacting performance they're gonna do it for that exact reason it very literally is gonna make them more money yeah if that's I, a feature. I, i'd also like a random skin like say on the fi- on the phantom you have like you said all the skins put random on that but you don't have to put it on every gun i think that'd be cool yeah that'd be cool to like just as you load in it randomizes out of your like chosen yeah. skins yeah. i think that would be Even- cool to be like oh i want to swap between like these four yeah, like phantom skins, and like, it would just be like that. just give you a random one for that game. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be easy to do. Fortnite has it, so like mm-hmm. that'd be cool. Well, I would definitely do that with a couple of my phantom skins. Now, yeah, okay, yeah. Hunter, you've been devastatingly quiet on your skin takes. Yeah, I mean, I to be honest, as I was listening to everyone else's, I pulled up Valorant to take a look to really, you know, give this the <laughs> best answer possible to look at my own skins. And I'm going to go for general packs because I was having a hard time when thinking of individual skins. I was like, do I say like, like I was, I was comparing like Singularity Phantom and Singularity Ares. I think Singularity Ares as a skin is one of the coolest skins in the game, but it's also an Ares, which makes it a little tough. So what my actual answer is going to be is skin packs that are my three favorite are, uh, or three that I have a real soft spot for because I own them all and I own them all for a reason. Singularity, Glitch Pop 1.0, and Neptune. And I feel like all of those are somewhat hot takes in that I feel like all of those are not like considered to be the best skins in the game. Um, even if people like them. Yeah. It, with the possible Glitch Pop being a bit of a weird one because I think most people acknowledge that like the Glitch Pop, Frenzy, Judge, Bulldog, and Odin are all really good. It's just that it's a bit of a weird assortment of guns. Yeah, like yeah. Glitch Pop um, 2.0 would be a better take to most people because it has the right like Phantom Vandal in it, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. but personally, I vastly prefer... I think the guns that they picked for Glitch Pop 1.0, they picked for a reason. And then 2.0 is kind of a cash grab because Glitch Pop 1.0 was so highly thought of. That's my opinion. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I also like think that yeah, go ahead. Skins, like oh, I got the the original glitch pop pack, all really solid skins. I feel like mm-hmm. like top tier frenzy skin. Oh yeah, top tier bulldog skin, top tier judge skin, mm-hmm. and 
Also top tier Odin skin. Probably top tier Odin skin, but I never even look at the Odin, so I don't fucking know. Nor do yeah. I really look. Like, I don't even know what the other options are for the judge. I know there's the um, I know there's the one bald dragon. Which mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. basically, I feel like they're all they're all really solid skins. Um, of like the upper echelon. Whereas like when you look at the the glitch pop two which I did list as I think the best bang for buck pack you can buy. Well, yeah, it, it is. I'm not yeah, going to yeah. disagree with you there. I, I'd yeah. say you get a solid all-around skins for all of them. Mm-hmm. Right? You get a solid Phantom skin, solid Vandal skin, solid Op skin. I actually really like the classic. Um, I think the classic sounds incredible. Classic is but, um, If anything, the only, like, I personally really like that Vandal. But the majority of people would not consider any of those to be top tier in their category. Be like a A or a B tier. I would, yeah. Like in, mm-hmm. like universally A or B. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, I think uh, Ion, on the other hand. Yeah. Really quickly, uh, the other thing I wanted to add is so those are the three that I love and I purchased and still love them. And then the other two, I was thinking, I was bouncing around a lot of ideas in terms of what skins that I don't own do I love to see on the ground. And I was coming back to some of the OGs, which are uh, Elder Flame and Prime. Uh, you know, part of it is maybe because I have a soft spot for, you know, falling in love with those at first when I started the game. But also, I feel like it's fair to include those because they've withstood the test of time. Like, you know, if I'm still enjoying picking them up now, two years later, <laughs> then I really like those skins. <laughs> so they're worth throwing in there. Yeah, Prime first, has always been like a. I remember we were like first starting the game, like the first couple of games you're, we were in, you'd yeah. be like, ooh, Prime Vandal. Like, yeah. die to go get like the that. Prime That's Vandal. The thing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. right. I'm not a huge fan of Elder Flame, honestly. I just, mm. just don't like it. But Prime Prime for me is S tier. Yeah. yeah. I, I, feel like El- I feel like almost everyone loves Prime. I feel like Elder Flame is very polarized. Yeah. Like either you like it a lot or you hate very it. Very much so. And yeah. I understand that because they don't look like guns. Yeah, like, they look like I hate dragons that forced into the shape of a gun. Yeah, I, I hate I hate using Elder Flame, but do I think that they're a really cool skin? Yes, like I love the design of them. I just don't want to use it. Yeah, I feel I, yeah. I'll agree with that. Incredible though. I hate the way oh, the yeah. Elder Flame op looks, but oh the my sounds for them all are like incredible. really good. Like I really like yeah. the sound effects, and I just don't like the way that they look in my hands. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, it's just eh. Yeah, as I'm thinking about it, it's really the Vandal and the Op that are really good, in my opinion. I think the Frenzy looks a little goofy, with even though it's oh, cool to see the dragon the wiggling around. One. Oh, yeah, I think you hold the equip animation in your hand, and then the, the the little wizard scurries across your arm and up the the magazine. That's little, so fucking. It's I guess the coolest equip cool. animation cool. in the game, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I was talking about how the gun looks and sounds. Uh, the animation though is, is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that—that's the best one. I, <laughs> I, I can see an argument for that, but I guess part of that is for me. I really love my glitch pop frenzy, so you know I'm a little spoiled that way. But yeah, I, but but the I think the judge is not as cool, and I think the knife was really cool when it came out, but it's just been surpassed by other so knives many, at this yeah. point. Yeah. No, I feel like those are the the Elder Flame skins might be high up on my list of like mm-hmm. skins that I'd like to have and use every once in a while, but I would never pay for. 
Yeah, yeah. Most of the other skins in the game that, like, I would like to use every once in a while, I'd consider buying them if they were in my night market, right? Like, if the Reaver Vandal showed up in my night market, I'd consider getting it. Now, I know that the Elder Flame can't show up in night market, but let's say they could, right? I feel like I still wouldn't consider buying it. But but I really like to use them every once in a while. And it's unfortunate that my favorite one's the Frenzy, and nobody fucking has the, the Elder Flame Frenzy, and I never get to pick it up. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, my the, the philosophy I talked about of enjoying picking up a skin that I don't own, I actually thought about that first with regard to the Elder Flame Vandal. Because I made a couple regrettable Vandal purchases early where... For whatever reason, the, for the Vandal in particular, I would get excited about a certain skin and then really be disappointed. So I bought both uh, Origin, I bought Origin, uh, Glitch Pop 2.0, and RGX uh, Vandals, all of which I thought I would love and then didn't really. <laughs> um, and then I love the Neptune now, which I have. So I'm very happy with where I settled. But like somewhere in there, I decided, even though I think Elder Flame Vandal is my favorite Vandal, like. I'm not going to buy it because that way it keeps that excitement alive when I see one on the ground. That's fair. Yeah. Origin is top tier as well, but no, no, it's not. I take. I that hate is it. Like... It's not. Oh, origin. I don't origin hate it. Crescent blade. Origin crescent blade. Cool as hell. <laughs> but like, I don't origin know, ops. It's... People sleep on. I love the origin op. The inspect for all the origin, like everything's, mm-hmm. is pretty dope. But the guns themselves yeah. are mid. Yeah, the the Origin Frenzy has the is the worst sounding gun in the entire game. It does sound very it, like grating on the, the ears. Singularity Phantom for worst sounding gun in the game. And I <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I'm it does it does top the Singularity Phantom because the Singularity Phantom is amazing, so it easily tops it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Amazing. Say, yeah. The only the only skin I think I've got buyer's remorse on is well, I guess like me buying the entire RGX pack. Don't get me wrong, the knife, fucking stick. I love that knife. But I never use any of the other skins in the pack. Um, like I, I can't use the vandal. Something about it just makes me unable to aim. Um, what else came with it? I, I technically have those skins equipped for Stinger and Guardian, but yeah. those are two guns that I am never going to buy in game, specifically because I can get a uh. A marshal for the same price as a, um, Guardian. Well, Carter. no, marshal for the same price as Stinger. Stinger. Yeah. And then I would, like, I would rather go Phantom Vandal Light Shields over Full Shields Guardian. Or if I can't afford even Phantom Vandal Light Shields, I'm probably gonna get the marshal anyway. Um, so or I'd buy the like I'd buy the Bulldog over the Guardian. I just suck dicks with the Guardian. Um. <laughs> I'm trying to think. What are we uh, is those are I'm missing a gun somewhere. Frenzy. Oh yeah, the frenzy. The frenzy. I might actually like to try out. I just can't bring myself to spend the radiantite on it. Um, but I actually radiant think art. I would really like the the frenzy. Yeah, yeah. We're, I, I think the frenzy is very nice. I don't have it, but uh, I think the buyer's remorse that I have is the reaper pack. Like the knife is cool, but. Ooh. Everything else besides Wait, this the current Reaver pack or the yeah, OG Reaver pack? Yeah, the current. Oh, oh wow. The that is a hot take because it's hard. Fast. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's, the knife is, goes the knife fucking is hard. so cool, but everything yeah. else sucks. 
I, I like, agree. You know, I, I, knife, like, it is economically, like, like you might as well just buy the whole pack because it's only, like, 30 more. Oh, no, of course. Like if, you're, if you want the knife, you have to buy the pack. But it's, like... That's what Valorant wants you to think. Yeah. Well, they, they, they won this battle. <laughs> they won. And they, they won, won the, the next one. Yeah, the RGX Katana. I yeah. was like, ooh, I the need RGX that Katana. Katana. I gotta buy the pack. so cool, bro. The <laughs> Katana is so cool. Yep. All right, that is way too much skin talk for an episode mostly not focused on skins, but now it's just become a skin episode. So you know, <laughs> I, I did say I, I told one of my one of my friends that I, I'd come out with my biggest hot take, and that is Pearl is best map in Q. Ooh, uh, I mean, hot I take only because I've played it like four times. It's just never coming up. <laughs> I was about to say I got to go yeah. to bed, but we got to discuss this here. Um. I like Pearl. I like Pearl a lot. I love it. But I lose. Same thing with Fracture. Like, statistically, Fracture is my best map. But I lose it. Oof. And I feel that like I'm, I'm in the same way sense. with Pearl. Actually, that doesn't no, no, make no. sense. <laughs> the way that I play on Fracture is, like, I have the best, like, numbers of everything. Like, when I play Fracture compared to any other map. Oh, but, like... I lose more lose. often than I win. Yeah. yeah. Um, same thing... Well, I mean, I feel that coming along with Pearl. Like, I've played three games on Pearl so far, which I've decided I don't like playing Chamber on Pearl, so I pretty much insta-locked you at. I've had good showings in all my games. Not nothing crazy, but I've had solid showings in my three games so far. And, like, I just lose. Like, I, I, I can't seem to win. So I'll, I'll say that I do love Pearl. But it is kind of really even for me. I, I think I may be positive win rate wise on that map, but it's it's kind of a weird map because right because most of the ranked community is still figuring it out, and if even if you figured it out, your teammates might not have because you you really it's a lot like fracture. You have to play that map a really specific way on defense. Like you really have to kind of play for retakes on certain sites and right not certain sites, but I think you. Honestly, I think you play for retake on B, and you hold A as 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 hard as you can. Um, and mid wise, like you can't give up mid control, but sometimes I feel like I play better when I do, even though I know I probably don't. I just don't fuck with mid like on defense, and I don't know. But I feel like mid's weird because like you don't want it, but you don't want the other team to have it either. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to sit there. But then again, I always play Brim on this. Brim is like, that's one of the maps I install, like Brim, because I think my, my A hold is really good. But it's like, I just, when I go through mid on defense, it's just, I don't want to be there. I feel scared. Yeah, I get that. But on attack, it's like, all right, guys, if we want to win this map, all we got to do is force feed it through our art or our mid double doors and we win the game. And I don't know. Interestingly, that, that is a way in which Pearl is like split, which they said that's why they're moved. One of the reasons they're moving split because it's most similar. Where you know, yeah, if you can just I run don't... it down split mid from offense, either way, you're kind of yeah. chilling. I know. I, I feel like I, I have the opposite take on, on Fracture. Like, on, on Pearl. Sorry, Pearl. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I were we talking it... about Fracture? Yeah, just... no, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Pearl. Ooh. I find it fucking impossible to hold sight on defense. It's just like retake simulator. Yeah, and now that's partially because I'm on the other half of the map half the fucking time. But yeah, it, it, it's just like even if I have an op on B long on defense as chamber, maybe I get a pick, and then I, I'm either forced to TP out or I get traded, and then yeah. they've got tight. 
Like, I'm confused, Cass. It's B long. If you're taking yeah. an aggressive op peak, how are you forced completely off of the angle after one shot when they have to run all the way down long? Because Cass takes a shot and TPs all the way into butt fuck nowhere so that the other person oh, holding oh. sight is now left in a 1v5. <laughs> Oh, as no. they oh, rush on to say, like, listen, B is easy to take. Like, yeah, I don't it's know. one thing. It's so if, easy to take. Like, mm. it, it, it's just such a fucking open thing, right? Like, sure, I, I might get the pick on you as you try to exit to get to that ramp section. Like, it may, maybe I'll get a kill. Maybe I'll even stick around. But like, it, it's you get a shit ton of utility dumped around that corner usually, um, mm-hmm. and then as soon as you're out. As soon as you're past that initial fucking area, it, there's there's so many places I could get peek from, like, when you put ramp into equation. Or, like, once they have access to ramp. So, like, it it's so fucking hard to hold. Set your TP up heaven, and then TP from, like, halls after you take your first shot up to heaven, and you can yeah. hold from a different angle there. Yeah, that, mention, like, heaven gets smoked off. Like, that's what I'm saying. Not to mention, back, uh, back cubby and heaven are both getting smoked. So you have to get that one shot off, and then you're going to have to TP, or they're just going to run it down your throat. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I find it... I find that both sites really, really fucking difficult to hold. And, like, if the enemy team is willing to just bum-rush you down, they will get sight. And then it's a matter of how well can they set up their post-plant versus how good is your retake. But I feel like it is very much just a retake simulator. Which yeah, I, I feel don't like, necessarily yeah. mind. Yeah. Like, I was going to say, I don't necessarily mind that, but... I, I feel like because of that, I haven't had a lot of success pushing mid. I feel like if you're going to do like an A split where half your team goes A main, the other half your team goes through art, I feel like that that's more viable. But like, I feel like doing a B split just doesn't really work super well. There are way too many things you have to clear going down that like skinny corridor. Yeah, and also in, it's interesting the way the map layout works because... You know, if you split into B from, you know, offense and you go right down that corridor from the double doors uh, for mid, uh, you kind of end up coming into sight in a place that's not that different from if you come from B long. Like if you want to actually get to like, you know, heaven or defender spawn, you have to either go through sight, at which point you could have done that from B long as well, or wrap all the way around through um, sewer and stuff which you probably don't really want to do. So like you don't necessarily gain as much splitting from mid as you do on other maps. Like for example, ascent, if you do if you do a a uh split, if you go like cat, you now you have access to tree which you can either go right to site or you can go to their spawn or heaven. Like you get so much more right just from that. Yeah. Whereas you really don't get much splitting pearl B. Yeah, especially like B B lane, yeah, like it's I mean, it's, it's, you have to really just, for, like, you can't really split push, I don't think, on that map. Like, it, I feel like you're throwing if you even have one person lurking. Like, it's, it's such a weird map. <laughs> Maybe like, that's why like Cass has been having a hard time winning. <laughs> my my guy's old on the opposite side of the map. Well, I play Jet, so I'm not usually lurking uh, on that map. I, I, don't, see, I, I don't pick the chamber. I also if I think the chamber, then I might be lurking, but I don't, so... It's really kind of obvious if you don't have a good entry on that map as well. Like if you're if you're duelist or playing like scared, you know, like you're not going to get into sight and you're probably just going to get rolled. 
Yeah, I still like I, I've said this like the last three weeks on the podcast, but I still have not played Pearl enough to really establish opinions in depth on it. Like, I don't know why it's taking so long, but there just have not been enough Pearl games played. Yeah, our bet is still active. Ne- no, none of us three have had a comp ace uh, on Pearl. Yeah, no, I mean, I've played like two comp games on Pearl. It's like, yeah, I gotta say, I, I, I don't see a lot of dodges on Pearl the way that I did the first couple of days. Okay. But yeah, it's been out all act, right? But like, so yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at my games this act, and yeah, I just have way more games on like Breeze, Haven, Fracture, and Bind, and I feel like actually I've got more games on pretty much everything, but Pearl, and yeah. I feel like that's not exclusively due to dodging. Like it, it was it it was at the start, but I feel like I just haven't seen Pearl come up that often. Yeah, it's a sample size thing, probably. Yeah, it could be, like, admittedly, I've not played a ton of games. I've got 16 fucking wins this hack. What map have you played the most, Cass? Uh... uh, That would be Icebox. Really? Icebox and Bind, I'm tied for the most at. Um... Fuck, dude, I stuck at Icebox. Icebox sucks. Attempt number three at wrapping this podcast up. Um... (laughs) I appreciate the the extended uh the extended little topics, but fuck, I'm tired. I know Cass yep. is tired. I know obviously Hunter fucking dipped out for like 20 minutes earlier because yeah, yeah. he was tired. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's it's time for us to go to bed. But mm-hmm. you know, Randy, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Thanks for having I me. I really buddy. enjoyed this podcast. A lot of new info. Mm-hmm. Um, always good to have a new guest on and and learn some. Yeah, new no, shit, it so. was great to learn like the about like the coaching and analytics side of the game that like i didn't really know too much about yeah yeah it's it's great it's always great to get an opportunity to talk about it i I, after this year maybe like give me give me a year of experience and maybe i come back on and kind of give an update and kind of tell you guys about some experiences and funny stories oh yeah yeah. hopefully uh, i'm excited to uh to follow you guys see how the college valorant uh scene develops too throughout the next year so um, Alrighty. We'll also definitely catch you in the Discord and hopefully play some games as well. Oh, definitely. I can't wait to tell okay. Cass to stop lurking on Omen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, what are you, my fucking coach? <laughs> I am now. Sir, <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry> to you. <laughs> oh. Shots fired. With that, Randy, we will drink with you later.